are back here for a conversation about what's going on across the southeast. John Rawl is my name, and this is the Y'all Show. Talk with an accent on all things southern. If you got a little drawl and you're giddy up, then this is the program for you. And if you're a southerner at heart, well, come on in. We're certainly glad that you've taken time to hear about what's going on across the south and a southern perspective on really everything from whether it's national politics or national sports news we put a little southern spin right here on y'all and if you want to get involved with y'all we have a mail address that you can email us anytime and that is y-a-l-l the address is mail at y'all.com mail at y-a-l-l.com or if you'd rather text us we certainly welcome text to 615-208-4184 615-208-4184 that's the way to reach out to us anytime whether you're catching us on one of our great radio stations or if you're listening to us in podcast form as you can listen to the show on demand just simply go to any of these following podcast options spotify we're also on podcast that I apple puts out there and we're also on the iheart radio app just search y'all show and we're right there and you can just click the button and we'll automatically come to your podcast platform each and every day that we put a show up there so you don't even have to go looking for it just look for the little alert that you got a new y'all show to check out so it's easy to do that and if you miss any portion of the y'all show you can simply go to those podcast options and find us plus you can go to y'all.com that's who presents this show y'all.com is the south homepage. And go there right now and find all of the exciting podcast options that we have up right now at the South's homepage, y'all.com. On today's Y'all Show, we kick things off talking about root canals, talking about Trump going to court as he's going to be arraigned today in Miami, Florida. We'll discuss all of that from Biden to Trump. We've got your headlines of the day covered right here on the Y'all Show. Also today on the Y'all Show, we'll be discussing other news of the Southland, including what is going on with the entertainment scene. We actually had the loss, uh, a tragic loss of a Hollywood star killed in a motor cr- motorcycle crash in Vermont on Monday, and I'll fill you in on that. This actor, not necessarily a Southerner, but wanted to fill you in because I'm sure many of you have enjoyed his work through the years, and we'll explain who that was in our headlines today as we walk across the news headlines of the day on the y'all show plus we've got sports to get to today the denver nuggets able to capture the nba finals as they knocked off the miami heat on monday evening and we'll discuss what that means as the denver nuggets now enjoy their first title in nba history this of course denver having an NBA franchise since the 1970s. They're an old ABA team, I believe, that got moved up to the NBA. And thanks to their NBA Finals MVP, Mr. Jokic, they were able to win the NBA Finals against the Heat Monday night. So congratulations to Denver. Back here in the South, at least one Southern team prevailed. One of the UTs from the South prevailed on Monday in the third of three games of the college baseball super regionals congratulations to the tennessee vols they're heading back to omaha as they knocked off southern miss i think this is the second straight year the golden eagles have absolutely fallen apart in a super regional in hattiesburg and 
the Vols now marching back to Omaha. Unfortunately, the other UT, the Texas Longhorns, not able to win their Super Regional final game against the Stanford Cardinal. So Stanford from the Pac-12 is Omaha-bound. I'll give you the complete Omaha bracket when we get to our sports report coming up in today's Y'all Show. Also from the sports world, we'll tell you about a report that has just come out about a Mississippi native who died suddenly, Tori Bowie, an Olympic medalist, and the cause of death for this Olympic medalist now being released. She was a sprinter, and she died tragically a while back, and I'll give you the update from the medical examiner's office in Orange County, Florida, about the loss of this U.S. Olympic champion sprinter, Tori Bowie. All that in our sports report of today's Y'all Show. And we also have some other fun stuff that you don't want to miss out on this Tuesday edition. Here in hour number one, we've got our Southern Political Report. And that includes an endorsement coming from President Trump in the North Carolina race for governor. Also, another battle going on in North Carolina. This between the governor and his state legislature. We'll explain all that in our Southern Political Report coming up in hour number one. Hour number two today, we'll have our Southern Book Report, and you're going to get to hear audio from the lady that has the number one book on the New York Times bestseller list, Happy Place, is, is the name of the book. And we've got audio from Northern Kentucky writer Emily Henry that we'll be passing along as part of our Southern Book Report, and we'll give you a little update on all the bestsellers from both fiction and nonfiction, when we get to our book report in hour number two. Plus, in hour number two, some big entertainment headlines in addition to the tragedy from Monday where a, a I won't say legendary, but a very well-known actor was killed on a bicycle or, or, or yeah, I think, or motorcycle, rather. Uh, I've got even uh, kind of more sad news, not from a death standpoint, but for many of you, this will be altering your early evening TV watching Pat Sajak announcing he's leaving Wheel of Fortune we'll explain all that in our entertainment headline report coming up in hour two plus a Texan won big at Sunday night's Tony Awards in New York and we'll have all that as part of our entertainment report hour number three today he's back yes the Takapola kid Jerry Short will be on here and in addition to having incredible stories that Jerry Short tells us when he stops by with his Takapola Storyteller Report, in hour number three today, Jerry is going to give us some information that he knows quite well. And the reason he knows quite well, for decades, this guy went out in the swamps and the forest of the south, and he surveyed timber, and he's an expert on the timber industry. And because of the recent wildfires that have affected a large portion of the United States, wildfires, wildfires that began in Quebec in Canada, I thought it would be good to talk to Jerry about his wildfire experience. And so we're going to bring him on in hour number three and have him discuss the clear cutting of, of timber and how they do the control burns and more. And we'll have all that in our third hour of today's y'all show so an action-packed tuesday y'all show i would have to say buckle up it's gonna be a lot of fun okay let's get into today's headlines the big story coming from miami where at some point tuesday in the afternoon hours 
Donald J. Trump will be indicted for the second time in just a matter of two months, I think it's been, as he'll be in Miami at the federal courthouse being indicted for his mishandling of classified documents. 37 total indictments, charges coming his way. And the eyes are on this courthouse because Trump himself has gone out saying people need to protest. And I was watching a report earlier today where they expect to have thousands, possibly up to 50,000 protesters, not all on Trump's side. Not all. There will be plenty of anti-Trumpers in full force in Miami when this thing comes out today. And one person in support of Trump has even threatened that this will be far more more of a raucous scene than January 6th of 2021. That's just what one person said. I was watching some video from Monday where Trump showed up at his golf club at Trump National Doral, or is it Trump or Doral Trump National? It's his golf course near Miami that he still owns, but doesn't go to it as much because he's usually at Palm Beach when he's in South Florida. But he and his motorcade were just outside the entrance to his Doral a state, and there were protesters literally in the street, most of which were in support of Donald Trump. There was one guy who evidently ticked a lot of people off with his handling of the United States flag, and they got in his face, and it was a rather ugly scene if you see that video. And this was mon- Monday. This was not the day that he actually got indicted. And so we have to wonder if the law enforcement officials in South Florida are prepared for this thing. Now, the news broke at the end of last week that this would be happening today. So they've had, I think, plenty of time to get ready for it. We'll find out just how ready they are. Now, oddly enough, this is happening in Ron DeSantis's Florida. So I wonder how much control the governor of Florida has on the policing of this indictment from Miami today at the courthouse. I do know I was watching CNN early today, and they mentioned there in a live report outside the Miami courthouse that at least as of 7 o'clock Eastern, there were more reporters outside the courthouse than law enforcement. That's a disturbing, disturbing thing to hear, because there's going to be a lot of vitriol spewed on this Tuesday, and a lot of it could be the summer heat getting to people in South Florida. And if you you like Trump, you've been caged in for a long time. You've been hearing over and over how terrible January 6th. And, and today is an opportunity for some of those people, I would say more on the extreme side, to get out there and let their voices be heard, especially when the president, Trump that is, is calling for it, as he has. He wants people to protest. And they were pretty vocal Monday, and I don't expect them to be any quieter come today with the indictment of President Trump, 37 counts being leveled against him from a federal perspective. This is different than the Stormy Daniels issue where he had those coming from state laws of New York State. But we wish the best for the law enforcement of Miami, and this thing goes down without injury or any kind of major scene. This is not a good sign 
if this were to get bad today for Trump. This is this would not be a good look for him, especially as he's trying to get reelected. And it could be another signal to people who are on the fence about Trump that let's just let him go because this kind of craziness is probably not going to happen with a Ron DeSantis or an Asia Hutchinson <laughs> or someone of that ilk. Uh, only Trump could bring people out in masses to do, to do anything, whether it's to go to a rally or to come out and, and protest in his support. Eyes will be watching today in Miami. We've got some weather to report from East Tennessee and uh, the very eastern portion of Middle Tennessee as in Crossville on Monday and right along Fentress County in Tennessee there were reports of tornadoes and it looks like in Crossville they received multiple reports of a tornado touching down. No reported injuries but there were structures that were damaged. This was Sunday into Monday and an executive inn on I-40 in Crossville Tennessee had part of its roof ripped off due to this storm. In my opinion, this portion of Tennessee, the extreme eastern portion of east uh, of Middle Tennessee, and then there in East Tennessee specifically, they don't get that many tornadoes compared to, let's say, West Tennessee or even portions of Middle Tennessee. And in Scott County, yes, there were confirmation of a tornado touching down Sunday there. So late Sunday into Monday, you had some rough weather in this portion of Tennessee. Good news, no injuries reported, but a surprise with an EF-1 tornado being sighted in an area, again, that's not often in the news for tornadic activity. Now, for all you people that collect coins, this is quite a story that will make you feel hmm, pretty valuable, but not as valuable as a 1999 Georgia State Quarter. Because, evidently, that 1999 Georgia State Quarter with a peach on the back has a value now of $10,000. According to GoBankingRates.com, the Georgia State Quarters from 1999 have several errors on them, the biggest of which involves coins struck on experimental metals called planchets that were intended for the Sacagawea dollar. Didn't know that. The Georgia quarters were among the first states to be printed in that series. I love this. Back in the, I guess, late 90s is when they introduced the whole uh, rolling out of each state, got its own design for a while, and they rolled out 50 different designs of the backside of the quarter. Love that. That was awesome. First time in my, my knowledge that the U.S. Mint did such a thing. But Georgia being one of our first 13 colonies ended up being... I think they were the 13th state. I think I'm right on that. And the U.S. Mint was at that time in the 90s working on new metal alloys for coins, including one that had a gold tint that was eventually used for the $1 Sacagawea coins that came out in 2000. Do y'all have any of those? Those were really neat, too. But according to this website, Go Banking Rates, the Georgia quarters on the experimental planchets have sold for as much as $10,000. So go check your piggy bank and see if you got one of those Georgia quarters from the 50 state quarters program. I think some Georgia quarters don't have the planchet that I'm talking about or don't have the errors. 
but yes there are changes in color the most obvious will be color if you're looking for the special Georgia quarter and the color will be gold to green as opposed to the regular silver color so if you've got a gold to green 1999 Georgia quarter you could be thousands of dollars richer now everybody's scrambling to their chest to see if they've got one of these 1999 specific to the year 1999 for the Georgia quarter I'm looking at it and they talk about some of the designs on that being a a mistake let's see here I'm seeing that it says Georgia 1788 which indeed is the year that they ratified the constitution and became the 13th state they didn't misspell the word wisdom they didn't misspell the word justice and and it looks like moderation, part of the seal of the state of Georgia, that looks to be correct. And I'm pretty sure that's a peach on the back, and the, I definitely know that's the outline of Georgia. I guess it was all the alloys used where you find the errors in this 99 Georgia quarter. <laughs> all right, let's move from Georgia to Texas. And Governor Greg Abbott has signed House Bill 718 into law. And this brings an end to Texas's temporary paper license tag system no more paper tags in the state of texas the new law will replace all paper tags with metal ones starting starting july 1st of 2025 so this is good news for everybody in the rest of the country if you see somebody starting july 1st 2025 driving around with a paper tag from texas ooh, ooh, look out they are in violation they could be driving something Illegally, The passage of the bill will deliver a blow to organized crime, according to some of the state political officials who passed this thing. And I, I was driving around not long ago, I think it was about two weeks ago, and I saw a paper tag from a state that I know I've not seen a paper tag that looks quite like this one had on its car. And I was in a state that was at least three states away from where the paper tag said it was from. I think it was a fake there. It had the DMV logo on the tag, and I've never seen a DMV for this state's tag anytime. So there's some definite criminal activity going on with the issuing of license tags, especially if they're paper tags. And the cops across the South are on the lookout for these things. They are. And I had somebody get pulled over in Virginia because they had a paper tag from another state. And they were legit, good for them. But I'm glad to see that Texas, at least, is going metal instead of paper. Now, if every state would follow suit with a similar plan, because it just doesn't... You can go down to your printer now and print out all kinds of stuff that looks pretty, pretty realistic. Well, you'll get a paper tag. You won't be able to get a paper tag in Texas. You're still not going to be able to get a confederate flag on your license plate if you're in the state of North Carolina. The United States Supreme Court Monday said it will not review North Carolina's decision to stop issuing Sons of Confederate Veterans license plates that contain the confederate flag on them. By the way, the Sons of Confederate Veterans license plates confederate flag is actually part of its official logo. So essentially, they're banning an organization's logo for being part of a specialty license plate program in the state of North Carolina. Now, this case was tied into a case going all the way back to 2015 
when it ruled there in 2015 that license plates are state property and therefore I guess the states determine what the designs can be I remember Rick Perry specifically who was running for governor or rather running he was governor of Texas running for president and he came out against the Sons of Confederate Veterans Texas design and that's how this thing got into the court system back in that time period and now in North Carolina no issuing of the Confederate flag on an SCV license plaque, license plate and I just I don't understand how that could be I thought we lived in a, a country where we have freedom of speech which would include the right to have your organization's seal as part of your license plate design oddly enough the first time I ever saw a Sons of Confederate license plate came from the state of Maryland and it had the flag on it at that time and that was 25 years ago I don't think you can get it in Maryland now. Many southern states offer this Sons of Confederate Veterans license tag that has the battle flag as part of it. But in North Carolina, I had no idea in that state, a state which had more Confederate soldiers die than any state in the South. Now, they will not be allowed to have the official logo. I guess they're saying they can have a tag but uh, they can't have that darn Confederate flag on it or else they'll be in trouble because the U.S. Supreme Court won't even hear the case. Back in 2015, the SCV in Texas, they claimed Texas was wrong to not issue a specialty license plate with the group's insignia, but the U.S. Supreme Court ultimately ruled 5-4 that Texas could limit the content of license plates because they are state property. So take it up with the state Supreme Court, I guess, and perhaps they've done that. But free speech doesn't always apply when it comes to the interest of people who like the Confederate flag and Confederate history. It's like, we'll take your statues away, we'll put them in a warehouse never to be seen again. That's perfectly fine for the other side if you're a fan of the confederacy let's talk about tennessee radio stations for a bit okay so i'm a radio nerd and it was uh, stunning to me when i found out that radio station fm 100 in memphis broadcasts at like 200,000 watts i've never heard of such a thing and that is going way back i mean it's like the only station fm i've ever heard that had that kind of fcc authorization Monday, FM 100 switched formats for the first time in more than 50 years. So if you're 100 plus miles away from Memphis and you've been depending on this pop station, the pop rock format that FM 100 had in Memphis, uh, now it's 99.7 The Wolf. Yes, the owners decided to turn FM 100 into a country station after K-Love got involved and bought 94.1 FM, which was where The Wolf was, which was a country station in Memphis. And so now, all of a sudden, FM 100 is no more, and you've got 99.7 The Wolf, which I think is WMC-FM is the call letters for this station, which has been broadcasting in the Mid-South for a very long time. But a, a big change, pop rock away from 99.7 and I think that's this whole change in Memphis's calls 
other stations to change their formats. This other stations are scrambled to get that popular pop rock format that 99.7 is dropping to get this country format of 99.7 The Wolf, which by the way, WGKX is the longtime country station in Memphis, 100,000 watt station that still I think is the market leader. There's a really good country station for all of you who live in most of the Memphis area. You can pick up 95.3 The Rebel. Love that name and it's a good station playing the older country music for the most part. But yes, it will be a new turn, a new thing for you to tune in if you like country music in the Mid-South. 99.7 now, WMC Radio is, it's, it's like Alan Jackson said, it's gone country. Also, going country in Nashville. I guess they picked up the lead from Memphis on this one. We've got a new radio station in the Nashville area. And the reason I'm bringing this story up to you is because of its moniker. How about this station at 106.7? On the FM dial, it's Y'all 106.7 in the Nashville area. This was Hot 106.7, and now it is now Y'all 106.7 with country music from the old days. Artists like George Strait, Randy Travis, Reba, Tim McGraw, Shania Twain, and more. This week, by the way, CMA Fest is going on in Nashville, so it's a perfect time to tune in Y'all 106.7. I don't really like that idea because I think we're the y'all people, not them. We didn't just go y'all. We've been y'all here. But yes, this station in Nashville is now y'all 106.7. I might have to give them a listen, but uh, hey, y'all, y'all need to get this show here on 106.7 in Nashville. That's my opinion. What do y'all think? Yeah. All right. That's enough radio business news here on this Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show. Let's talk about, as we wrap up our headlines of the South, we have reached a new low in our nation's capital. Police are asking for help after an eight-week-old brown toy poodle was stolen from a woman in southeast D.C. at the end of last week. Police there in the district say the woman intended to sell the dog and met with a supposed buyer Friday evening. Instead of paying the woman, the suspects brandished a handgun and took the dog and ran off with the little puppy. A beautiful little poodle. And so they didn't rob her for her money. These bandits in D.C. robbed this woman for her beautiful little toy poodle. And the poodle puppy is now out with these bandits. Police are offering a $10,000 reward. For any information that leads to an arrest and conviction in this case, we've reached a new low when people are stealing puppies at gunpoint in the nation's capital. (laughs) My, my, my. (laughs) All right, when we come back from this break here on the Y'all Show, we will fill you in on a quick Southern sports report as we've got two teams heading Monday that clinched their bid to go to the College Baseball World Series. One of them reside in Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll tell you about that. Plus, later in the hour, a Southern political report here on the show that's all about the South. Stay tuned. West Tennessee Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Lyle, 
red screen Nice dinner to me Plenty fresh veggies to eat On Market Street Downtown Jackson Tennessee They got cabbage, broccoli, peas and greens Prettiest fruit you've ever seen They got corn, potatoes, both big and small Just so many things I can't name On them all On Market Street Downtown Jackson Tennessee On Market Street Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmers Market, Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Super Talk 93.1's text line is 731-410-7560, and the text line is powered by See Me Tree Service. You can call See Me Tree Service at 731-617-2236 and get a free estimate as See Me Tree Service is a small family-owned business and you can have them come out. They're licensed and insured, and they do a great job removing trees. They help out with tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. That free estimate is waiting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call See Me Tree Service, 731-617-2236. See Me Tree Service, a West Tennessee-based business that covers all of West Tennessee. Give them a call for that free estimate, 731-617-2236. Dover Auto Repair at 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt is service you can count on. Dover Auto Repair offers complete auto care from oil changes to comprehensive engine and transmission service. Dover Auto Repair's goal is to offer reliable, professional service at affordable prices to get you back on the road fast. And if you need tow service, call 784-9900. That's 784-9900 for Dover Auto Repair. 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it southern. Get us going on the Tuesday edition, courtesy of the Marshall Tucker Band. 
And let's get what's going on. Some beautiful music being made on Rocky Top as the Tennessee Vols clinched another trip to the College World Series. What a job by UT Baseball as they roared back after losing that first game in the series with Southern Miss, a series that was plagued by weather delays. I think they had to stretch it into a second day. But in the end, the Vols get the Super Regional win in Hattiesburg at Pete Taylor Park. And Tennessee is headed to the College Baseball World Series, where they'll face off against LSU. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Show, and we've got your Southern Sports Report right now on this Tuesday edition. Tennessee gets a chance to go to Omaha. Also, the Stanford Cardinal won on Monday. Those were the two contests, Stanford versus Texas, Tennessee, Southern Miss. Those were the two remaining options the two remaining bids to go to omaha that still had to be played on monday and tennessee got its opportunity and the stanford cardinal in palo alto able to by one run able to hold on and beat the texas longhorns and now stanford is back in a very familiar spot as they're playing in the college baseball world series which by the way, that World Series runs June 16th through the 25th or 26th, depending on if the championship has to go to a game three. So we now have your bracket set for the NCAA Men's College World Series at Charles Schwab Field in Omaha. In bracket one, you got TCU and Oral Roberts. Those two teams will be going up against each other on Friday. And also on Friday, you've got the Florida Gators and the Virginia Cavaliers. They will be the evening game at Schwab Field in Omaha. Cavs and Gators, Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts, and the Horned Frogs of TCU on Friday for bracket number one. When Saturday arrives, your early game Saturday is Wake Forest and Stanford. That's the Saturday afternoon game. A great, great contest between two very good academic schools. Of course, Wake Forest being in the South, we'll be rooting for the Deeks. And then the primetime game Saturday is two SEC foes, LSU and Tennessee in the primetime Saturday game on ESPN from the College Baseball World Series. So, if you're keeping score at home, that means you've got three SEC teams in the College Baseball World Series. Florida, LSU, Tennessee, there are two ACC teams in Virginia and Wake Forest. That's a total of five. Then you've got Oklahoma, TCU rather, from the Big 12. I have no idea what conference Oral Roberts is in, but they're out of Oklahoma. So, And I think they're out of Tulsa specifically. So Oral Roberts is in there from the south. So that would be a total of Seven, and then you've got Stanford from the Pac-12. So a very Southern-centric men's baseball college world series taking place beginning Friday on ESPN. Some college basketball news from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Three players on the Arkansas State men's basketball team have been arrested on a theft charge. DeAndre Dominguez, Julian Luau, and Terrence Ford booked Saturday night on a charge of theft of $1,000 or less, according to the Craighead County, Arkansas Sheriff's Office. All were released a few hours after their arrest. 
a statement from the Arkansas State University Athletic Department. The Athletics Department and Coach Brian Hogson are aware of the situation, are in the process of gathering all the information. Once all the details have been obtained, the matter will be addressed in an appropriate manner. Luau and Ford both played their first seasons for the Arkansas State basketball program in the 2022-23 season, while Dominguez has transferred into Jonesboro after playing at UMass. But three Arkansas State basketball players arrested on a theft charge in Craighead County, where Arkansas State is located. The Red Wolf Indians in the news, and not good news coming out of northeast Arkansas today. Speaking of hoops, this is great news if you're a Denver Nugget fan, and not so great news if you're a fan of the Miami Heat. (laughs) On Monday, the Denver Nuggets in game number five prevailed in the NBA Finals series they had with the Heat, and Denver clinches its first NBA title with a 94-89 victory over the Heat. And what a great, great win for that franchise, a franchise that's not known for championships by any means, and they captured their championship right there in front of their home crowd in the Mile High City, and what a what a tremendous job by this up-and-coming NBA franchise with a superstar in Nikola Jokic. He won his third straight MVP award this year, and now he can add NBA Finals MVP to his treasure chest. <laughs> this guy is is awesome. He is great. Jokic, and it ain't no joke that the Denver Nuggets are your world champions of professional basketball. Hey, let's talk a little NFL talk for a moment. How about the NFL having games in Daytona? That could be a possibility because just up the coast there from Daytona, you find the Jacksonville Jaguars, and there are proposed renovations forthcoming to Tia Bank Field where the Jags play. And according to Daytona International Speedway President Frank Keller, there is a possibility that there could be games played at Daytona International Speedway as the Speedway and representatives of the Jags will be meeting soon to discuss potentially playing at the 101,500-seat Daytona International Speedway, which is 92 miles south of Tia Bank Field. That would be pretty cool. Remember, about five years ago it was, the Tennessee Vols and Virginia Tech Hokies played a game in Bristol in front of a giant crowd, and that seemed to work pretty well. So, yeah, how how cool is that? And I went to an event at Daytona International Speedway in 2019, first time I'd ever really been there, and it was not a race. It was a private event, and, man, that place is nice. The suites and all that, super nice. So I could see the Jags, heck, they might just want to move to Daytona permanently after going there and trying this out in front of 100,000 fans. How cool would that be? But yes, right now, the city of Jacksonville and the Jags have just agreed on a two-year stadium renovation plan. And if that happens and it goes forward, the Jags would be forced to play their home games elsewhere when these renovations start. Now, teams already had conversations with the University of Florida and the use of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Also, the Orlando area has the Camping World Stadium as an option. 
Other sites include the nearby AAA home of the Miami Marlins, which is an 11,000-seat baseball stadium as a possibility. I don't know what they're planning on doing at the old Gator Bowl, but having gone to that stadium a few months ago for the Gator Bowl and my first time in there in about 25, shoot, 35 years, I went to the 1987 Gator Bowl, and I had not set foot back in what's now Tia Bankfield until the end of 2022. So that's 35 years I had not been in that stadium. And I was impressed. I mean, the stadium looked nice. I had to go out of my way to go check out the little swimming pool on the north end of the stadium, which was kind of neat to see. I don't think I'd want to watch a game swimming around like people do there at the Jags games. But uh, the stadium was nice, and and uh, the parking lot situation was real nice. Had a good time. The only thing was the team I went there to root for lost the Gator Bowl. So, But that wasn't the Jags. The Jags, they've been winning a lot in that stadium, and the wins are going to keep on coming. Because with Trevor Lawrence in tow as quarterback of that franchise, whether they're playing in Daytona or Jacksonville, it ought to be a lot of fun if you're a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And lastly here, Mississippi native Tori Bold. Bowles, she was an Olympic champion sprinter, and she died from complications of childbirth as the medical examiner from Orange County, Florida, has just come out with an autopsy report. She was estimated to have been eight months pregnant and in active labor, labor at the time of her death as she had had, according to medical officials, possible complications of respiratory distress and other issues going on during the autopsy. These items brought up. Blue won all three of her Olympic medals at the 2016 Rio Games. And the Mississippi native from Sand Hill, Mississippi, I think was where she was raised, died uh, sometime back. And now the autopsy, she, fa- she was found dead in Florida on May 2nd after police went for a welfare check. She was 32 years young. And now it looks like Tori Bowie, her cause of death was from being pregnant and going into labor. Sad, sad story coming out of Florida here for this Olympic medalist. And that is a quick look at the sports headlines of the day here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we have a Southern political report that will get you caught up on all the world of politics across the South. That's up next here on Y'all. Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. 
For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. In communities across West Tennessee, we feel the effects of opioid addiction. We all know someone touched by addiction. Neighbors, friends, family members. Know now that there is help and hope. Together, we can rise above and make recovery a reality. Neighbors working together. Tennessee together. If you or someone you know needs help for addiction, help is available. Call the Jackson-Madison County Prevention Coalition, 731-694-0741. This project is funded by a grant for the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Everybody loves a winner. Love It's Western Auto wants to make your dad a winner this Father's Day. Now through June 16th, register to win a Husqvarna chainsaw, weed eater, or backpack blower. While you're there, check out some of the deals, like a 54-inch mower for $3,299. Get 1.99% interest on all mowers, $200 off Bruce's lawnmower bundles. Those are just some of the deals. Be sure to register to win one of the great Husqvarna lawn tools. Everybody loves a winner, and you're going to love Love It's Western Auto. 1475 South Highland in Jackson. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to The Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Continuing on with the Y'all Show Tuesday edition and a quick look at some political stories as part of our Southern Political Report on this Tuesday edition. We've got some headlines out of North Carolina I'll get to in a second. But Root Canal, that seems to be the big national political story of the day. As President Biden Monday postponed events, including meeting with the NATO chief, because of an unplanned root canal. The White House said the procedure had been successfully completed by mid-afternoon and the president was just doing fine and would be going back into uh, his office and doing some work as he went over to the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and had this root canal done, an unscheduled root canal. He must have been in some great pain. And I'll tell you what, I went to the dentist also on Monday for the first time and Hmm, I won't say when, but it's been within a year, so give me a little little credit. But I had to go to a new dentist. My old dentist retired, and so I had to go to a whole new place, and they, they did a good job. However, first time in my life, maybe this is the norm now, that I went in and they split my opportunity to see the dentist with my cleaning. So I got x-rays and I saw the dentist, but I didn't get my teeth clean. I got to go back for another time to get my teeth clean so is that the common thing now that dentists do they split cleaning i like to get it all knocked out i don't want to have to go to the dentist but like once a year once every six months i don't want to have to go four times i think this must be the new trend of course these dentist offices are closed on fridays now so i guess joe biden's dentist is available on mondays as he had this emergency roots surgery uh good luck there mr president also on Monday, the Vanderbilt Championship National Championship bowling team between root canals was able to sneak in and see President Biden. They had been invited to the White House. Just the other day, we actually played some audio of the head coaches of the Vanderbilt Championship bowling team as they were on a cooking show, and 
Vanderbilt Health's presentation of healthy food across the South. And how about that? The president welcoming in the Vanderbilt Commodore bowling team for some quality time there at the White House Monday. Way to go, Vanderbilt bowling team as they won another title. They actually beat Arkansas State to capture that national championship of bowling. Also, some news from the nation's capital. Jason Owens has been picked to be the head of the U.S. Border Patrol. The Biden administration has announced this as he will replace Raul Ortiz, who is outgoing. He's going to retire at the end of June. And now Chief Owens is going to get started as the head of Border Patrol. He's been working with the agency since 1996. And lastly, President Donald Trump has pledged to endorse Mark Robinson for governor of North Carolina. And he is going up against Governor Cooper there in that state. And Governor, uh, rather, he's Lieutenant Governor right now. And President Trump was actually in North Carolina over the weekend and announced that he would be supporting Robinson in his bid to become governor. And lastly, one more thing from North Carolina. North Carolina Senate Republicans filed legislation Monday to strip Governor Cooper of power to appoint State Board of Election members, intensifying a big, big struggle over state government powers between the GOP-led General Assembly and the governor, who is a Democrat. And that is a look at some Southern sports news, rather Southern sport of politics, some Southern politics and political happenings across the South on this Tuesday. We will uh, go to a quick break, come back, and wrap up hour number one of Y'all, the show that covers everything Southern. Summertime is family time, the fun's just begun. Kick back and relax, we're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. Snap, snap. Snappy Tomato Pizza. Oh. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns in Jackson is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. Serving the best pizza around. Also hoagies, pastas, salads, calzones, and wings and desserts. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns near Dick's Sporting Goods in Jackson. Snap, snap, Snappy Tomato Pizza. Oh. Well, hour one is in the books. We've got two more hours of our conversation about all things Southern, so stick around. Hour two, we're going to have our Southern book report, and we'll be hearing from Emily Henry, who's got the number one book on the New York Times bestseller list. 
Her book is called Happy Place. We'll tell you all about that. Also, Pat Sajak hangs it up. We'll tell you what's going on with the Wheel of Fortune host who has ties to Nashville. All of that ahead in hour two of the show that shakes the Southland. This is y'all talk with a Southern accent. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley is reporting the FD-1023 document revealed by an FBI whistleblower shows that it has a redacted reference that a Ukrainian Burisma executive possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between himself and Hunter Biden and possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between himself and then-Vice President Joe Biden. Joe Biden has allegedly been paid $5 million by the Burisma executive as part of a bribery scheme, according to the FBI whistleblower. The House Oversight Committee has found several bank accounts tied to the Biden family, receiving millions and millions of dollars without an apparent business model. 2024 presidential candidate Donald Trump is waking up in Miami this morning to face criminal charges brought on by the Biden administration's Department of Justice. Trump is accused of unlawfully keeping U.S. national security documents and lying to officials who tried to recover them. A new Reuters Ipsos poll found a vast majority of his fellow Republicans believe the case to be politically motivated. Trump's court time is 3 p.m. Eastern for an initial appearance in the case. Miami Police Chief Manny Morales says his team is ready to go. We are working very closely with our federal, state, and local partners to make sure that we have a comprehensive approach. We're bringing enough resources to handle crowd anywhere from 5,000 to 50,000. The Supreme Court is expected to rule on the use of affirmative action in college admissions any day now. There's a pair of cases going on, one at the University of North Carolina and the other one at Harvard. They allege the practice harms white and Asian students. In the Harvard case, John Wang was turned down by six elite universities despite having a perfect score on the SAT's math section and a 4.65 high school GPA. Longtime Wheel of Fortune TV host Pat Sajak is planning to retire next year. USA News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington, and millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel, and Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield. The Denver Nuggets are the 2023 National Basketball Association champions. They defeated the Miami Heat 94-89 in Game 5 of the NBA Finals at Ball Arena to win their first title in franchise history. Nikola Jokic was named the Finals MVP. The Heat have now lost the NBA Finals in two of the last four seasons. 
Americans are changing their minds when it comes to transgender women competing in women's sports. A new Gallup poll finds 69% of respondents think they should only be able to play on teams that match their sex at birth. Seven points up from 2021. Meanwhile, 26% say transgender athletes should be able to play on the team that lines up with their identity. Pollsters say it appears most people view transgender sports participation more through a lens of competitive fairness than transgender civil rights. I'm Ryan Daniels. Mega Democrat donor George Soros is handing over his empire to his youngest son. George Soros is one of the largest donors to Democrat and progressive candidates and causes. At 92 years old, he's turned his $25 billion fortune over to his son, Alex. The 37-year-old telling the Wall Street Journal he is more political than his dad, but that the two think alike. Alex Soros telling the newspaper he plans on using the money to continue backing left-leaning U.S. politicians. I'm Laura Winters. Lance Pry, USA News. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A- Bill O'Reilly here. You're at the right place for great local and regional talk. It's all right here on the Frankie Lack Show. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and thanks for taking the Frankie Lack Show home along with your drive. This is Frankie Lax. Join me and Airborne Bob Monday through Friday afternoons, 4 to 6, for the Frankie Lack Show. National and state issues are covered with a local flavor. Call, text, or email us at mail at frankielax.com. Stimulating talk on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. And here's your Super Talk 93.1 weather forecast for this Tuesday, June 13th. Today going to be partly sunny across West Tennessee with a high getting up to 81 degrees. 7% chance of the wet stuff today. Your overnight low, 64 for Wednesday, going to get up to 81 degrees under sunny skies again. The low Tuesday into Wednesday will be 62 degrees. Currently in Jackson, it's 57 degrees at WTJS FM 93.1. Super Talk of West Tennessee. Super Talk, the proud home of the Y'all Show Talk with an accent on all things Southern. Hey, why don't you say we get back into the fun, y'all? This is a y'all show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Talk radio for all y'all. hope this is your happy place welcome into the show that is all southern john rawls my name this is the y'all show powered by y'all.com the south's homepage. and if you want to get in touch with us you can do that via a email and our email address is mail m-a-i-l mail at y'all.com and our text lines are open right now you can hit us up on that at 615-208-4184 615 4184, and we got a couple of texts in on the Monday edition, I think it was. So, hey, we're sitting here clearing out the inboxes. We want to hear from you. If you've got 
question or comment or you got a, something negative, hey, we'll take that too. We pass it along. That's what we do here on our Southern conversation that we have each and every day. We're in our happy place because we're going to be talking about happy place. That is going to be part of our Southern Book Report coming up in the next segment of this second hour. Emily Henry is the author of Happy Place, and this Northern Kentucky area writer is, she's got the number one book on the New York Times bestsellers list, and we found an interview talking about where she is talking about some characters in Happy Place, and we'll give you a little sample of Emily Henry as part of our Southern Book Report, plus tell you about the other top reads according to the New York Times bestsellers list. All that in our book report coming up here this hour. Also, from the books to the entertainment ledger we go, Pat Sajak has announced he is leaving the Wheel of Fortune. I never thought I would actually read that headline, but today, sadly, we're telling you about Pat Sajak exiting Wheel of Fortune. And is South Carolina girl Vanna White going to be the next announcement that she's leaving that show we'll have that as part of our southern headlines plus a guy known for some of his tv and film work tragically killed in a motorcycle wreck on monday in vermont i'll have information on that plus a very talented texan is the winner of a big time award at the tony's sunday night you might have seen that on cbs i'll tell you who that is and tell you more about this Tony Award-winning actress as part of our entertainment headlines of this hour. We have all that, plus news headlines and more. And don't forget, in hour three today, it's the Takapola Storyteller. He'll be back on here to talk about all this smoke that's been in portions of the United States the last week or so. Some of that reached here to the south, and you might have... <laughs> did a little bit extra coughing in the last couple of days all because of quebec quebec wildfires what's going on with that jerry short who spent decades working out in the woods for timber companies and more he's going to come on and talk about control burns and other fun stuff to do with the timber industry all that's part of our conversation with the takapola storyteller in hour number three of this the y'all show Let's dig back into the news headlines of the day here on the Y'all Show. And the big story today comes to us from Miami, Florida, where President Donald J. Trump is going to be indicted officially in federal court on 37 counts for his mishandling of classified information stemming from his time coming from the White House in 2021, where he stored stuff at Mar-a-Lago. And now he's being charged and he's asking for people to protest in Florida and perhaps around the country as he's having to go back down to Florida, not to play golf this time, but to show up in a historic criminal case against him. First time a United States president has been charged federally and will be indicted federally on this Tuesday. The 37 felony counts accuse him of willfully retaining classified records that prosecutors say could have jeopardized national security if exposed. And President Trump is out saying this is all a witch hunt. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, an appointee of President Joe Biden, has sought to 
keep the department that he represents, the Justice Department, keep them from political attacks by handling ownership. He's, he give, he's given ownership of this case to special counsel Jack Smith. And Friday, Jack Smith said, we have one set of laws in this country, and they apply to everyone. Now, the people supporting Trump would say, no, there's a two-tier justice system. There's a tier for Democrats and rhinos, and then there's another tier against MAGA, the MAGA world. And with Trump facing this issue today, and with what he's got forthcoming in Atlanta with Fonnie Willis and the election interference case there that I fully believe will be prosecuted and he will be indicted on that. Then he's got issues in New York State. I said it on the Monday Y'all Show. I think you're going to see President Trump before the fall arrives officially with probably 100 indictments against him when you total up Stormy you total up this thing today in Miami with Mar-a-Lago and then all the other issues he's got going on. It'll be a new world record for indictments against a former president. I think we're at... Geez, it seems like... the way with, Honestly, the thing about Trump is everything tying into him is, is just so overwhelming that it really does start to feel like decades ago even though it might have been just yesterday so when he went to New York with the Stormy Daniels indictment that seems like last year when that happened it seems like a couple of years ago but it was only was April April maybe I don't I don't want to look it up it's it hasn't been that long ago but in my opinion, boy, it sure feels like it was long ago. And so today, with this whole thing going on in Miami, are we going to start to feel like two days from now that this was years in the past? And you just kind of become immune. And I was watching CNN Monday night, and Jackson, Tennessee's own Van Jones was on there commenting about President Trump and this indictment. And... and uh, Essentially, what he was getting at is what I'm saying is we're going to become benign to a president. This is a big deal where a president gets arrested and we've already seen it once and now we're about to see it again. It's never happened before. The only president in American history that's ever been arrested was Jefferson Davis when he got arrested at the end of the Civil War and had his gun taken away from him. And 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 ended up going to prison for a while before he, I guess, got uh, let off by Andrew Johnson. And and uh, there was amnesty for virtually all Confederates, including Jefferson Davis. But President Trump now, a United States president, making unfortunate history today, having been indicted on 37 counts in. Miami, Florida. The real concern today isn't just Trump's future. Is Are we going to get through this day and not have major issues with violence? There will be thousands, likely, protesting outside the courthouse in Miami. And are the local authorities there doing their part to make sure that we don't have this thing get out of control? 
Trump brings out the best and worst on both sides. Yes, there will be idiots that claim to be the Proud Boys, of which I never even had heard of until about three years ago. And there will be these other so-called right-wing extremist groups that will likely be in some capacity protesting outside Miami. But you're going to have the other side represented too. I don't know who they represent these days since Black Lives Matter has dissipated in its in its importance around the country. So what happens is, what about the average Joe or Jane that will be out there in the hot sun of Miami protesting today? Just keep it keep it uh, civil if we if you can and let's get past this day to where we truly feel a couple of days from now like god that felt like it was five years ago when they had that trump arraignment in miami then he better get ready for another case because i'm telling you the georgia thing will be happening in the next two months and he'll be flying up to atlanta and getting put in a special section of the jail there and in, in, in Georgia and getting fingerprints done and all that kind of stuff. He may end up having somebody push to have him restricted and where he'll be like on home arrest because he's got so many charges pending against him. That would not surprise me. So then we would be stuck with Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> speaking and going around, which would be kind of funny. I like I like DJ T Jr. He's he's a funny guy. He needs to come on this show sometime. So we got that going on with Donald J. Trump today. Also want to fill you in on other headlines across the southeast today, and that includes if you're a Texas motor vehicle operator, Governor Greg Abbott has just signed into law a rule that will go into effect July 1st, 2025. No more paper tags in the state of Texas. Starting in 2025, paper tags will be replaced by metal tags. And this is a deal to help stop criminal activity. As one state senator, Roy West, he's out of Dallas, he told the Senate during the legislative session that passage of the bill would deliver a blow to organized crime. Over the last year, the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles has implemented new security measures and suspended dozens of licensed car dealers suspected of using the state's own system to sell fraudulent tags on the black market. So whether you're in Texas or not, the ultimate demise of paper tags will be a good thing for law enforcement around the entire country, thanks to Greg Abbott Monday signing into law HB 718. The U.S. Supreme Court and other license tag news. On Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court refused to weigh in on a North Carolina decision to not allow license plates that have the Sons of Confederate Veterans logo on them. As SCV members in North Carolina have a special tag, and the state of North Carolina decided to stop issuing the specialty license plates for the Sons of Confederate Veterans. Why? Because it has the official seal of this nonprofit organization based in Columbia, Tennessee. That seal 
includes the Confederate battle flag. And so North Carolina decided to stop doing it. The Sons of Confederate Veterans of North Carolina sued. This thing was supposed to go before the Supreme Court of the United States. And the Supreme Court says, no, we're not going to look at this. This goes back to the state. This is a state issue. So you're going to have to solve this in the state courts. That follows in 2015 in Texas. The Sons of Confederate Veterans group there claimed that Texas was wrong to not issue a specialty license plate with the group's logo in Texas. But the U.S. Supreme Court in 2015 ruled 5-4 that Texas could limit the content of license plates because they are state property. Hmm. All right, that's the news from the Supreme Court choosing to not decide to weigh in on the North Carolina Confederate flag license plates. I guess they'll have to stick with other license plates. I, I bet you they'll ultimately get a case, probably if they haven't already, to do with birth control and pro-life. And will the U.S. Supreme Court also says that that's state property and that has to be decided by states. Are they going to say that license plates that have a pro-life or, or pro-choice message are a federal issue because it has to do with freedom of speech? You know, something about that Supreme Court, you just never know the direction of which they're going to take. And that is a little surprising to me. They wouldn't even hear the case from Monday. Hey, have you seen the really cool video? from Destin, Florida. There's a lot of people hanging out at the beach on the Emerald Coast right now. And they better be watching out in Destin because you've got company. As video shows from the weekend, a black bear, which are native to that area, if you ever go down to Destin and Crestview, that portion of Florida, you'll actually see the highway signs that have a black bear silhouette. The Florida black bear is in the panhandle of Florida. Well, it was quite a surprise on a bright, sunny day this month when not only was a black bear in that area, but it was out swimming in the Gulf of Mexico and it came on shore where there were dozens of people out enjoying the surf of of the beautiful Emerald Coast and a black bear came right up between all these people out in their swim trunks and laying out on the ocean or laying out on the sand and it frankly would have scared the you know what out of me now this black bear was a little cute thing it wasn't that big it looked kind of like a dog out there but it wasn't it was a black bear swimming in the crystal blue waters of the panhandle Sunday afternoon and luckily a guy named Frank Merrill took video of it and showed it to a panhandle television station and you can go look at this for yourself as it was seen swimming near the Silver Dunes condominiums in Destin, Florida. Black bears out in the Gulf of Mexico. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And a guy who is a, I think a a fishing boat operator there on the Gulf Coast said that he sees these things, these bears go out in the Gulf a lot of times, but it's not where the people are. So therefore it's not where people have cell phone cameras that can capture it all. So it's not a completely foreign thing for a a black bear to go out in the Gulf. But if I'm a black bear, I think I'd be hanging out more on the freshwater option on the back bay. What do they call that? The Choctaw Hatchie Bay in Destin and 
Niceville and Crestview and all that area, of a beautiful portion of our south, a section of the south that many, many, many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people from throughout the south go and visit each and every year. I'd love to be there right now. Hold on, black bears. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> we will take a time out. I've got another really cool story coming from a animal perspective from the state of Louisiana that I'll get to in our final hour of today's y'all show. And it's not quite as a cute and cuddly as talking about black bears on the Gulf Coast of Florida, but I'll I'll do my dang to tell you about that headline on today's y'all show. When we come back, we're going to discuss books. We've got books to tell you about. The New York Times bestsellers list is out. And there is a book written by a lady who has a connection to northern Kentucky. Her name's Emily Henry, and she's going to talk about Happy Place with us as part of our Southern Book Report. And we'll also walk through some of the other top reads in the land when the Southern Book Report comes up. And it's heading your way next. Summertime is family time, the fun's just begun. Kick back and relax, we're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC PT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQC PT. West Tennessee Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Fed's Creek, nice dinner to me. Plenty of fresh veggies to eat. On Market Street, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. They got cabbage, broccoli, peas, and greens. Prettiest fruit you've ever seen. They got corn, potatoes, both big and small. Just so many things I can't name them all. Market Square. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Market Square. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmers Market. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Here at Super Talk 93.1, you can text us, and we would love to hear from you, 731-410-7560, and that text line powered by See Me Tree Service, which covers all of West Tennessee. They're licensed and insured, and they'll take care of tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and oh, so much more. See Me Tree Service, they're a small family-owned business, and if you give them a call, they'll give you a free estimate. And they do great work, and they're great people to work with. 
So give them a call for that free estimate and let See Me Tree Service take care of your needs. 731-617-2236 is the number. 731-617-2236 for See Me Tree Service, presenters of the Super Talk 93.1 text line. At Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. One thing about this heart of mine All my hurt's gonna mend in time It don't leave no scars behind I'll get over you I'll find me a guy one day Who's not scared to give his heart away When I do, it's safe to say That I'll get over you I'll get through, and when I do, I'll be good as new when I get over you. What a voice from Crystal Gale. Welcome back. It's y'all. Talk with an accent on the South. And we're going to switch over from hearing from beautiful sounds from people like Crystal Gale to the beautiful books that are available right now. It's part of our Southern Book Report. And we've got the New York Times bestsellers list that we'll walk through. And we've got the number one selling fiction writer's book. It's called Happy Place. And we've got that author. We've got an interview they recently did that we'll be sharing with you in a second. You'll hear all about this northern Kentucky area writer when we get to that spot. But let me walk through the nonfiction category from the New York Times bestsellers list right now atop the NYT nonfiction category is David Gron's The Wager and it is available right now it's been out about two months now the survivors of a shipwrecked British vessel on a secret mission during an imperial war with Spain have a different account of events The Wager from David Gron he's got the number one nonfiction book and guess what old David he's got number two on the list too as his book that's been out more than a year and about a year and a half, this one's been on the list. Killers of the Flower Moon is the number two bestseller on the New York Times list in the nonfiction category. Killers of the Flower Moon, the story of a murder spree in 1920s Oklahoma that targeted Osage Indians whose lands contained oil. And it is number two on the nonfiction list. Number three is Outlive by Peter Adia and Bill Gifford. A look at recent scientific research on aging and longevity. Outlive. It's been out just over two months, and it's at number three on the New York Times nonfiction bestsellers list. Coming in at number four, this one's been out nearly three years now on the charts. The Body Keeps the Score from Bessel van der Kolk. And number five is Jeanette McCurdy. 
and I'm glad my mom died. The actress and filmmaker describes her eating disorders and difficult relationship with her mother, Jeanette McCurdy. I'm glad my mom died. Now, bear with me. I don't like to be stumped, and I haven't been reading about this book out for a while, so I'm going to have to do a little quick research here, if you don't mind. This Jeanette McCurdy is an actor and more, and I am not familiar personally with Jeanette McCurdy, so let me see. I don't like to disappoint. Jeanette McCurdy is, let's see here, Jeanette McCurdy is a writer, director, podcaster, singer, and former actress. McCurdy's breakthrough role as Sam Puckett in the Nickelodeon sitcom iCarly earned her various awards. iCarly aired from 2007 to 2012, she was born in L.A. Jeanette McCurdy is 30 years old. Thus, part of the reason maybe she's from a different generation that I'm not familiar with. She was raised in Garden Grove, California, in a poor family that were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Though she ultimately left the religion in her early adulthood, her mother homeschooled her and her three older brothers and she got into acting on Mad TV and she was in several series like CSI Malcolm in the Middle Will and Grace and then ultimately had the iCarly work and then started writing books about her mama she dated at one time NBA player Andre Drummond who played for the 76ers that's some of her past relationships. But she has gone into writing books. And Jeanette McCurdy's book currently sits there in the top five on the nonfiction category of the New York Times bestsellers. I'm glad my mom died. Did her mom actually die? <laughs> I'm trying to pull that out. Let's see here. Um... She says she was emotionally and sexually abused by her mother. Her mother had cancer. Her mother died in 2013 when McCurdy was 21 years old. So, yes, her mother died many years ago when Jeanette McCurdy was much younger. Okay, there we have it. Plenty of information on Jeanette McCurdy, the 30-year-old actress, director, and writer who's also a recording artist. She's actually been on Capitol Nashville Records. I don't remember seeing any music from her, but uh, hey, check it out if you get a chance on this California lady of many talents, it looks like. Okay, let's move on from the nonfiction category to your New York Times fiction bestsellers. And I'm going to go from five to one for, for a reason. So your number five on the New York Times bestseller fiction list is Identity. This one's been out now for two weeks by author Nora Roberts. Identity is about how a roommate is killed by a con artist. A former army brat builds a new life at her mother's home in Vermont after her roommate is killed by a con artist. This is Identity from Nora Roberts. 
Number two, or rather number four on this New York Times fiction list comes to us from Abraham Verghese, The Covenant of Water. Three generations of a family living on South India's Malabar coast suffer the loss of a family member by drowning. That one's number four on the list of top-selling books, fiction category. Colleen Hoover has back-to-back lists, books on the list, as she's in at number three with It Starts With Us, which is her newer book. Her book that's been out a little longer is It Ends With Us, and it's been out for just about two years now on the bestsellers list. It Ends With Us is about a battered wife who's raised in a violent home attempting to halt the cycle of abuse. Colleen Hoover, the fiction book, It Ends With Us, which brings us to the number one New York Times seller in fiction for the week. It is from Emily Henry. It is Happy Place. Happy Place is about how a former couple pretend to be together for the sake of their friends during their annual getaway in Maine. Happy Place in fiction. Numero uno. And she's known, Emily Henry, not only for this book, but she's known for Beach Read, People We Meet on Vacation, and Book Lovers. She lives in the northern Kentucky area of Cincinnati. She studied at Hope College. And she also studied at the New York Center for Art and Media Studies. Her debut young adult novel was called The Love That Split the World, which came out in January of 2016. And so seven years later, this very talented author is atop the New York Times fiction category with this latest book, Happy Place. Now, some news on some of her books being turned into movies as she's got all these adult romance novels out. A film adaptation of Book Lovers is set to be produced by Tango Entertainment. Her most recent novel, this book, Happy Place, came out April 25th. And if you're counting up all of her book sales, Emily Henry right now has sold over 2.4 million books. Not bad. Double platinum in book world for this lady from the Cincinnati area, Emily Henry, and her newest book, Happy Place. I found an interview that she did recently promoting Happy Place. And it comes to us courtesy of the YouTube channel Brit and Co. And I wanted to give you a portion of this interview where Emily talks about happy place and happy endings. And specifically here in this clip, she's talking about some of the characters that you will learn as you read Happy Place. Here is Kentucky author, Cincinnati area author Emily Henry and her discussion with Brit and Co. about happy place that was that was a tricky scene for me to nail down because so much of harriet's journey is really internal and mm-hmm. um and that that's just tricky in general because when when something's more external it's like you know kind of how the grand gesture should play out you're like okay they failed each other in these ways and here's like what here's how what the answer to that would be here's how you would mm-hmm. like show that you're past that um but Harriet and Wynn were so tricky because 
so much of their conflict and so much of the, the issues and so many of the issues in their relationship were just based on what was going on separately in their heads. Like the way that they're perceiving things, the decisions that they're making, thinking um, that they understand what's happening with the other, uh, with, you know, with their partner. So for that one, for that particular scene, there was some back and forth in drafting where I was trying to figure out what is the grand gesture? Who does it come mm. from? And and how does it make the most sense? And what I did come to was like, this was not one person um, failing a relationship. It was two people who things broke down between and who, who both made their own mistakes. And for Harriet, it was kind of like, trying to pretend that everything was fine and and to not ask for what she wanted um and to make things as easy and simple on win and for win it was kind of like just letting his own um self-esteem issues and all of that kind of drive him away from harriet and really convincing himself that she's like better off mm-hmm. on his on her own and so they both had to kind of make their own grand gestures and um and and so yeah it just it kind of like i didn't really see a way that uh i could bring them back together in their like big moment without both of them taking a pretty big risk and doing the thing that they had yeah. before so for harriet it's like just coming right out and saying no i want this and that might be an inconvenient truth to you but you're going to have to be the one to end this or break my heart like I'm not going to let mm-hmm. you let you off just because I'm like afraid of confrontation racking the boat I'm telling you I want this so if it ends it's because you it's because mm-hmm. you won't take the risk basically and and then for when like being willing to just admit that like he does want this he's just afraid he can't make her happy and um, mm-hmm. to kind of face up to that fear alright that is a very talented author that sold over two million books now emily henry talking about her brand new read it just hit the newsstands a couple of weeks ago happy place and it is the number one selling new york times fiction book right now and emily hails from frisch's big boy country northern kentucky slash cincinnati and we're happy to showcase a little bit about her new book again number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Way to go, Emily. And she's certainly found a happy place with her writing career. (laughs) We will go over from books to the entertainment world. When we come back, Pat Sajak announces he's leaving the Wheel of Fortune, plus the death of a very, very well-known Hollywood actor killed Monday on a motorcycle in Vermont. We'll tell you about that and more in our entertainment report and it's up next. Jesus said, everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. So my friends, Jesus is the water of life. He is the source of the supply of the fountain which gushes forth living water, the essence of life which is in Jesus' blood. In Him is the possibility of the fullness of life and enjoyment. Jesus says, Let the water of my life well up in you and flow out in a never-ending stream. When you feel dry, 
Speak to the source and say, spring up, O well. Through the hard, rocky places of your life, joy and peace will tumble forth and cause you to be a blessing to everyone you meet. All right, listen up, West Tennessee. If you want some great gospel music, well, guess what? You're in luck because Jackson Sings the Gospel is taking place Wednesday through Saturday, July 12th through 15th at the Carl Perkins Civic Center in Jackson. This annual gospel music festival has grown to include seven concerts over four days, and it's recognized as one of gospel music's largest summer festivals. So Wednesday at the Carl Perkins Civic Center, starting at 7 o'clock, you can hear performances by Booth Brothers, Greater Vision, Mark Trammell Quartet, and Mylon Hayes Family. That's Wednesday's lineup. Thursday, or, and rather this is going to be taking place in July. Did I say June? I'm sorry. It's taking place in July. So we've got about a month away. July 13th, 1 o'clock, it's Dixie Echoes and the Chittens. On the 13th, uh, also in a primetime performance, it will be Gold City, Karen Peck, and New River. They're out of North Georgia. Also, Brian Free and Assurance, as well as Jeff and Sherry Easter. And Guardians, also on July 13th at the Carl Perkins Civic Center. On the 14th, which is a Friday in the afternoon, it's the Spencer's Family Reunion. JB, Barbara, Kevin, and Janice all there. Then in the primetime slot at the Carl Perkins Civic Center in this Jackson Sings the Gospel. You got Triumphant Quartet, Hoppers, Southbound, Down East Boys, Josh and Ashley Franks. And then the final day is Saturday, July 15th. And on that day, Jonathan Wilburn and Endless Highway will be the 1 o'clock performance there at the Carl Perkins Civic Center as part of Jackson Sings the Gospel. And then the finale is on Saturday evening, Inspirations, Kingsman, Perry's Tribute Quartet, and the Wisnets, all part of the Jackson Sings the Gospel. Reserve seat tickets are $25. General admission tickets are $20 per person per night. VIP gold tickets are $105 each, which includes all four nights in the center section. Doors open nightly at 5.30 p.m., Wednesday through Friday, and at 5 p.m. on the Saturday daily matinee concerts are free admission with a love offering received. Doors open at 12 noon daily for matinee concerts. The Carl Perkins Civic Center on South Highland Avenue in downtown Jackson. If you would like more information, again, about Jackson Sings the Gospel, call 941-756-6942. That's 941-756-6942. 6942 for Jackson Sings the Gospel. It's coming up in mid-July, July 12th through 15th. So that's, what, four days of great gospel music right here in West Tennessee. Check it out. Jackson Sings the Gospel big spring sale. Spring sale is happening now. Spring into summer in your new car, truck, or SUV from Golden Circle Auto Group. You'll absolutely love the deals you'll find at Golden Circle Auto Group. Home of the free 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Shop completely online or visit one of our four convenient locations with over 700 new and pre-owned vehicles. Available and free delivery within 200 miles. Rates as low as 0% on new Ford F-150s or ask about our special demo price 
pricing to save thousands on select new vehicles. You pay what we pay when you pre-order select Ford, Lincoln, or Chevrolets and get invoice pricing. Get the most for your vehicle by bringing it in for a free appraisal and get the money you deserve fast. Visit our award-winning service department weekdays or Saturdays to get your vehicle ready to roll. Save time, save money, trust your local neighbors at Golden Circle Auto Group. That's the Golden Circle difference. Golden Circle Auto Group, Jackson, Lexington, Bolivar, and Iuga. Online at goldencircle.com. For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. Congratulations, you sold your house. Now it's time to move. Leave the heavy lifting to us. A Affordable Moving and Storage. We specialize in local and long distance moving. A Affordable Moving and Storage comes complete with packing services, any size move, big or small. A Affordable Moving and Storage. For free estimates, call 731-664-5777. Call 731-664-5777. A Affordable Moving and Storage. 664-5777. A Affordable Moving and Storage. Trusted mover since 1996. Dominating Dixie. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. When that neon sun comes up in the evening, and that warm red wine and the memories start to bloom. You'll find me there with all the others Just looking for love, the only way we know Oh, we playing night games Love at first sight games There's a sensation from Sledge right here on the Y'all Show. Our entertainment report is upon us, and I'm going to have some news about Charlie Pride's longtime RCA label mate, Ronnie Millsap, in a moment as Ronnie has announced his final Nashville concert. I'll tell you the details on that, but let's start off with a sad note in our entertainment report as we covered not just music, but also the world of film and also, Tony Awards and more here on today's Y'all Entertainment Report. But on Monday, sadly, in Vermont, veteran actor Treat Williams was killed on his motorcycle after he had a crash there in Dorset, Vermont. He was a native of New England, and this guy, known for his work on the TV series Everwood and also in the movie Hair, Treat Williams, 71 years old, killed when an SUV turned right into his motorcycle as he was driving in Dorset and he was flown into a hospital in Albany, New York, but the critical injuries were too much and he was pronounced dead at Albany Medical Center in New York State. 
treat Williams dead after a motorcycle crash on Monday. Richard Treat Williams, he actually lived in Manchester Center in southern Vermont. He split his time between there and the left coast. But unfortunately, the Connecticut-born Treat Williams, who got a start in the 1975 movie Deadly Hero, and also was in the movies The Eagle Has Landed and Prince of the City and Once Upon a Time in America, lost his life in this crash on Monday. Unfortunate news for lovers of Wheel of Fortune. Pat Sajak announced Monday that he's going to leave as the host after 41 years. As he put out a statement saying, it's been a wonderful ride and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. Why didn't you use y'all there, Pat? (laughs) Yes, he confirmed that his time will come to an end, that the 41st season, which starts in September, will be his last as host of Wheel of Fortune, which is put out by Sony Pictures Television. No word yet on if his longtime partner, Vanna White is also stepping aside. Pat Sajak, a Chicago native, is 70, 76 years young. I had to make sure I had his birth year correct. Born in 46 in Chicago and ended up in, before he got on the Wheel of Fortune, spent time in Nash, Vegas in his early career and in fact works at WSM Radio he was in the army as a disc jockey during the Vietnam War on the American Forces Vietnam Network I did not know that he was a Vietnam veteran pretty neat Pat Sajak and again spent time in Nashville actually worked for WSMV Television a place that I have spent some time working in the past and was a voiceover artist and more he worked with Dan Miller Dan Miller was at one time on CBS at a late show late night back in the 80's Dan Miller who also worked at WSNV later in his life and Pat Sajak announcing he's going to hang it up after more than 41 seasons of Wheel of Fortune hosts. We wish him all the best. A job well done, sir. Enjoy your retirement, although he may be going on to some other show. Have you heard of this lady? She is a Texas native, Victoria Clark. She is a very talented actress and a musical theater director and singer. She's performed on Broadway for a long time. A Yale alumni. And guess what? Sunday, she ended up being a big winner at the Tony Awards as the production she's part of, Kimberly Akimbo, won the Tony Award for Best Musical. And she's the big star in this thing. So congratulations to the 63-year-old actress, Victoria Clark, for picking up a big Tony Award on Sunday. It was broadcast from the United Palace in New York City on CBS and she and her cast there winning Best Actress Award is what she got so a great job there by the Texan talented Texan 
Elsewhere in the entertainment headlines of the South today, Jimmy Allen, the country singer, has now been dropped by his record label amid sexual assault allegations. His assistant of many years accused him of rape. He's saying now that it was consensual, but the Broken Bow Records music group, BBR Music Group, has dissolved its relationship with Jimmy Allen. He is no longer an active artist on the roster, according to a statement from BBR Music Group. The label suspended its relationship with the country music singer after a lawsuit obtained by CNN was filed against the singer back on May 11th, accusing him of sexual assault and harassment. A second lawsuit in which Allen is accused of sexual assault was filed by a different woman in federal court on June 9th. He's got a whole host of sexual allegations being leveled against him right now. And this guy who's got some great, great music that he's put out on the charts in the last three years, having a lot of problems. Jimmy and his wife, Alexis Gale, have filed for divorce shortly before the first lawsuit was filed. And he's in a heap of trouble. A native of Delaware and now no longer on a record label. And it's actually been about two weeks since I've heard Jimmy Allen's songs played on the radio. I think he's going to be pulled for the time being from a lot of playlists because of his of these allegations, at least until this stuff gets worked out. Carrie Underwood is launching a new serious station, and she's also announcing a new deluxe album. She's producing alongside David Garcia, Denim and Rhinestone's Deluxe Edition. It's got six new songs, including Take Me Out. But you'll also have a new show on Sirius XM. The year-round station will play 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will be available on Sirius XM and the XXM app. Carrie Underwood, moving up. And lastly, some unfortunate news for fans of Ronnie Millsap, the country music legend. He's just announced his final concert in Nashville. And he's going to have a lot of artists join him in October when this happens. Kelly Clarkson, Little Big Town, Justin Moore, Scotty McCreary, all will come out to honor him October 31st at Bridgestone Arena. The 80-year-old legend Ronnie Millsap, the blind singer and just absolute gifted talent, going to have all of these acts join him at Bridgestone. Sarah Evans will be there, Laurie Morgan, and Terry Clark, Phil Vassar, Tracy Lawrence, all joining him for the October 3rd star-studded event at Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville. It's called What a Difference You've Made in My Life, the final Nashville show, a tribute to Ronnie Millsap, coming up October 3rd. Get your tickets now, y'all. Old Ronnie, he's had 40 number one songs in his career and a, a, a great career that he's had the pleasure of having. Thank you for your many songs there, North Carolina native Ronnie Millsap. We'll wrap this hour up after this quick commercial break here on Y'all. Stay with us. Steak and bacon, grilled cheese sounds like a great plan. Wow, kids are 
steak and bacon, grilled cheese. Mm, Sonic. Of Sonic's under two dollar craves are under two bucks, so you can get something tasty without breaking the bank. Sonic under two dollar craves. Mm, Sonic. In communities across West Tennessee, we feel the effects of opioid addiction. We all know someone touched by addiction. Neighbors, friends, family members. Know now that there's help and hope. Together, we can rise above and make recovery a reality. Neighbors working together. Tennessee together. If you or someone you know needs help for addiction, help is available. Call the Jackson-Madison County Prevention Coalition, 731-694-0741. This project is funded by a grant for the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Hour 3 of the Y'all Show is coming right up after the news. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The U.S. military is reporting a helicopter accident in northeastern Syria over the weekend, injured 22 American service members, adding that the cause of the accident was under investigation and that no enemy fire was involved. The military statement said the service members were receiving treatment and 10 of those were moved to higher care facilities out of country. There are at least 900 U.S. forces in Syria on average, along with an undisclosed number of contractors. U.S. Special Operations Forces also move in and out of the country, but are usually in small teams and are not included in the official count. Police in Miami are preparing for presidential candidate Donald Trump's arraignment in federal court this afternoon. Police Chief Manuel Morales says they are prepared to handle the crowds. We are working very closely with our federal, state, and local partners to make sure that we have a comprehensive approach. We're bringing enough resources to handle crowd anywhere from 5,000 to 50,000. This comes as both supporters of the former president and those who oppose him are planning protests outside the federal courthouse. Trump revealed in a radio interview yesterday he has only two words for the court and nothing else. No, I doubt. I'll just say not guilty. I didn't do anything wrong. Did nothing wrong. Presidential Records Act. It's not even a criminal event. There is no criminality here. It's ridiculous. And uh, these people, look... They're using it as election interference. They're using it to get elected. Human remains have been found at the site where a tanker truck caught fire underneath an overpass, causing a portion of Interstate 95 in Philadelphia to collapse, shutting down the major thoroughfare. The Philadelphia State Police are reporting the remains were discovered and are with the medical examiner's office at this time. They have not yet officially been identified. Fox Philadelphia TV station said family members identified the truck driver as 53-year-old Nathaniel Moody. National Transportation Safety Board investigators arrived at the scene on Sunday night. USA News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington. And millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel, and Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
One of America's best-known TV game show hosts is about ready to head on down that sunset road. Ryan Daniels explains. The news comes after Sajak's more than 40-year run on the popular TV game show. He made the announcement in a tweet Monday saying the upcoming 41st season will be his last. The 76-year-old Sajak started on Wheel of Fortune back in 1981 alongside co-host Vanna White. The show's 41st season is set to begin in September. Presidential candidate Donald Trump is speaking out after arriving in Miami to be arraigned later this afternoon. The former president wasted no time after landing in Miami to attack the Biden administration and the federal charges he's facing. They're using, they've weaponized the Justice Department, absolutely weaponized it, in order to try and win an election where he's way behind. In an interview on Radio Libre 790 in Miami, Trump said, There's never been anything like it. A witch hunt like this has never taken place. Uh, when you look at what they've done and when you look at the criminal acts and the horrible acts that they've committed, and then they come after uh, me. Trump is facing federal charges of possessing documents with national security implications. I'm John Schaefer. Game 5 in the National Hockey League Stanley Cup Finals is tonight from the Fortress on the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas Golden Knights host the Florida Panthers. The home team leads the series three games to one. Lance Pry, USA News. She's moving to Georgia. Jada's Podiatry Clinic's top nurse quit, leaving her business toes up. We've got six procedures and three major surgeries in the next two days. She needs a new RN who can think on their feet. There's no way I can do all these procedures on my own. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. This is J.P. Stovall. I am a pastor. I'm also a patriot. The Patriot Pastor airs weekday mornings 9 to 11 on Super Talk 93.1. Informed and inspirational guests join me for the program. Your calls and texts are encouraged as we bring positive patriotism to West Tennessee. Righteousness exalts a nation. Tune in. The Patriot Pastor, Monday through Fridays, 9 to 11 a.m. on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. And a look at your West Tennessee weather forecast here from Supertalk 93.1. It is right now very nice in West Tennessee. We have today a high expected of 81 degrees with an overnight low of 64. Today going to be partly sunny, by the way, with only a 7% chance of the wet stuff. On Thursday, or rather Wednesday, it's going to be very sunny as well. High of 81, low of 62 heading into Thursday so we've got some great temperatures. If you got yard work to do, you're in good 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 shape, although a little bit warm. Right now, 63 degrees in Jackson at Supertalk 93.1, the home of the Y'all Show. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. are back for the final hour on this Tuesday edition of talking about what's going on in the South from political news to entertainment news 
sports. We've got that covered as you've got your final teams now heading off to Omaha for the College World Series, which begins Friday. I'll give you the full bracket of the World Series in a moment. You've got a world champion of basketball as the Denver Nuggets prevailed Monday in their series against the Miami Heat. Stanley Cup likely going to have that crown possibly on this Tuesday evening as Vegas has a 3-1 lead over the Florida Panthers. All that going on in the sports world. And in this final hour of the Y'all Show, we've got plenty of gossip to talk about. We're going to welcome in our Takapola storyteller in the next segment. He is Jerry Short. And if you've been out in the yard working in certain portions of the South in the last week, it's might've, it might have been a little bit more of a challenge for you, especially if you have problems with smoke. We've had wildfires from Canada affect the United States here in the last couple of days. And we've asked Jerry to come on and talk about control burns and how that could help out in the future and not have these Canadian difficulties of wildfires. We've had wildfires is a big story from California the last few years. Thank goodness, I don't think it's all that common to have major wildfire outbreaks in the South, but there's a likely a good reason for that. And Jerry, who is a retired forester and a timber surveyor, spent many, many, many years out in the woods looking at timber. He's going to share his expertise when he is showing up here in the next segment with his Takapola Storyteller segment. And I think we could all learn, especially if you want to be able to go and breathe in without any difficulties and not uh, start hacking away. (laughs) Uh, So that's coming up in our next segment of the Y'all Show on this Tuesday edition. If you want to get involved, we would love to hear from you here, y'all. We have our 24-hour text line that you can text us at 615-208-4184. 615-208-4184. That is a number you can reach us anytime, whether we're right here doing the show on our great radio stations or if you are catching us in podcast form, you can be a part of y'all simply by texting that number, 615-208-4184. And reminder, you can catch the Y'all Show in podcast form. We're on Spotify. We're on the iHeartRadio app. We're on TuneIn. And we are also on Apple Podcasts. All of those options are free, and it is just extremely easy for you to find our show. Just search Y'all Show. And we have... I got a brag here. I just completely forgot the other day to remind y'all of this. But we have now surpassed over 600 episodes of the show that's about the South as we celebrated that last week. We didn't celebrate it. We forgot to celebrate it. But I'm telling you now, we now have over over 600 y'all shows in the can. And I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much for Tuning us in each and every day on great stations and great podcast options as we really think we're doing a good job of giving you a completely unique show, a show full of information, entertainment, and occasionally inspiration. If we can pull that off, that's an added bonus. But one of our real missions on this show is to, again, be creative and, and be different. And our approach is that we're all about the South. And... As a result of that, we try to lift this region up. We try to put the South front and center and put things out with a Southern perspective. 
that it's okay to be from Dixie. Dixie is a good thing, and we want you to feel that here on this show as we tell you about stories and what's happening in the South that may not always get the national attention. And that's our specialty, is to bring forward stories that are really fascinating that should be national attention. But let's be honest with you. The nation often is sidetracked by things that shouldn't even be national stories. They get worked up over Trump, for example. A lot of the networks spend 90% of their time talking about Donald J. Trump, and they let all the other headlines that ought to be covered slip because they don't care about those things that should be covered. So that's where we come in. We're the show that fills in the gaps, and we're very, very proud and happy to do just that. All right, let's fill you in on today's Y'all Show with headlines from across the Southeast. And those headlines, well, I'm going to start talking about Trump, if you don't mind, because that is the biggest national story today. As on this Tuesday in Miami, Trump being indicted on multiple federal counts, 37 in all, 37 counts being leveled against the 45th president of the United States. These are charges that Trump hoarded top-secret government documents at Mar-a-Lago. And now he's being indicted on 37 felony counts. I guess when he goes and fills out paperwork, have you ever been accused of a felony? He has to say yes. He's been accused. But he, he calls it a witch hunt. He calls it election interference. He, he has his defense of what's going on with this whole massive legal fight of which he has lawyers that end up leaving leaving him high and dry. I don't think always it him firing him. I think the lawyers... What happens is these lawyers for Trump end up being sued themselves. And I heard... I'm not going to be able to recite it, but I was watching a network Monday night and they say that MAGA is actually a legal term now used for making attorneys... Uh, making attorneys get attorneys, I think is what it... I think that's the phrase they were saying. Essentially, if you represent Trump, you're going to get sued. Another way to perhaps bring him down. I mean, Trump asked for some of this stuff and the heat that he brings, but not always. And and how in the world could anybody in this country, with his kind of fame, he's a former president, and his money have that big of a problem with legal representation? Well, part of it again comes back to him running his mouth sometimes and he hurts him, he hurts his own cause E. Jean Carroll was an example of that I forgot about that case you got E. Jean Carroll Stormy Daniels now you've got Miami and Mar-a-Lago that's three cases you got Fonnie Willis in Fulton County Georgia with the election interference potentially being indicted there in the coming weeks, most most likely. That's four cases. Then you got all the New York stuff. So he's looking at five different things on a legal perspective. I sure hope he sells lots of his Trump wine and Trump golf course paraphernalia because he's going to have lots of legal problems unless the federal government steps in and helps pay for it. And I was talking to someone on Monday about how 
at least on this latest case, Mar-a-Lago and the secret documents, could we see Trump be let off the hook, a, a plea happen in this one case, since it's federal, that they'll let Trump walk as long as he pledges to never run for president? That's a real possibility. Because the other side, the, the non-Trump side, I really feel like they would do anything to keep him from being president or even getting close to the Oval Office again. Why? Why do they hate him so much? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess it's his personality. But if you're a conservative, you cannot deny how how Trump did so many good things for the conservative movement and really for the country during his time in office. No doubt about it. I don't want to go through the litany of things here today. I don't know if we've got enough time. But he did a heck of a job. He also hurt his calls with some of his stupid stuff. I mean, look, how many other people, period, not just presidents, but how many other people, period, have former strippers and playboy models suing them over stuff that happened 15 years before it's it shouldn't it shouldn't even be going on whether it's true or not doesn't matter it's still happening and uh, I don't think Jimmy Carter would have had playboy models suing him not even Bill Clinton pulled that off Let's move on to other headlines of the day. And this is more of a weather story, but Sunday evening into Monday, we had some tornadoes in portions of the south that were not all that often seeing EF1 tornadoes. But we had some storm damage in Fentress County, Tennessee, also in Crossville, which is technically Middle Tennessee, but right on the edge of East Tennessee. EF1 tornado reported there as a tornado touched down in the Crossville area and at least one hotel there the Executive Inn have y'all stayed there on I-40 in Crossville which by the way is home of Bucky's they got them a Bucky's in Crossville Tennessee now on I-40 that this Executive Inn part of the roof ripped off when these storms came through Sunday evening and on Monday they were able to get out and assess the damage but a rough rough time in that portion of Tennessee Monday and and then Sunday when this string of tornadoes, multiple tornadoes reported in that portion of the volunteer state. How would you like to have $10,000 for something that only cost you a quarter? That could be the case if you have in your possession a very rare 1999 quarter that has Georgia represented on it. If you go back to the 1990s, that's when the United States Mint came out with their 50 states editions, and the Georgia quarter was among the first states to be printed in the series, and at that time, the U.S. Mint was working on new metal alloys for coins, including one that had a gold tint that was eventually used for the dollar Sacagawea coin that came out in 2000. Well, there are some alloy and other mistakes, evidently, that happened with the Georgia quarters in particular. And because of that, it makes its value go up. So, at at least one 
place, according to GoBankingRates.com, they've reported that some of the Georgia quarters that were on experimental plankets have sold for as much as $10,000. The way you know you've got a very special Georgia quarter that might be worth a lot of money is that the metal alloy used for it has a, a little bit of a gold tint instead of the typical silverish looking tint that a a quarter normally has. The goldish tint was what the Sacagawea coin that came out in 2000 had on it. I wonder how much those things are worth. I like those things. I remember the post office up until at least the post office in my town had a stamp machine in the lobby and when you went in there and paid with cash it would spit out Sacagawea coins as your change maybe that's when a book of stamps might cost you like seven bucks and you gave them a ten dollar bill it'd give you three Sacagaweas those were neat not quite as gaudy though as that old what was it Dwight Eisenhower or the John F. Kennedy coin from back in the 60s that was about three or four inches in width those were pretty impressive from a width standpoint for sure <laughs> alright let me get my wits about me and tell you about some other headlines some radio station news out of Tennessee FM 100 a long time pop rock station in Memphis is now flipped over to the Wolf 99.7 the reason this is newsworthy is because WMC FM was licensed or is licensed at 200,000 watts and I'm not familiar with any other FM radio station in the country that had authorization to be that powerful so a very powerful signal coming out of the mid-south with FM 100 it had this pop rock format for 50 plus years and now because the Wolf sold 94.1 to Caleb, the parent company moving the country stick from 94.1 to 99.7, where FM 100 was located, FM 100 gone, and The Wolf 99.7 on the radio now playing country songs in Memphis and getting to be a fairly crowded country radio station market in Memphis, Tennessee. Not bad. Quite an improvement when Kix 106 was the only station for a long, long time in the Mid-South. Now to Davidson County in Middle Tennessee for another country radio station. The reason this is newsworthy is what they're going to be calling this radio station as Hot 106.7 in Nashville is dropping its pop music format and they're going to become a country music station that's got older songs like Randy Travis playing. In fact, Randy Travis helped announce the launch of the new 106.7, which is a 80s and 90s country radio station. I can't wait to hear it. This station in Nashville that you can tune in when you're there this week for CMA Music Fest is Y'all 106.7. Playing the hits, Y'all 106.7. <laughs> All right, and... A story out of D.C. 
it's bad enough that we've got crime all around the country, but for God's sakes, it's really crazy in our nation's capital. And according to District of Columbia police, a woman there over the weekend intended to sell her beautiful little toy poodle puppy. And she set up a meeting to meet the supposed buyer. And instead of paying the woman, two suspects brandished a handgun and took the puppy with them. Ran off with an unpaid puppy. And now police in D.C. offering a reward of $10,000. This reward for this beautiful little puppy. Little chocolate-looking poodle puppy that was taken during an armed robbery. Not for money, not for a wallet, not for a purse. They robbed this woman of her puppy. What low lives we have in our nation. And lastly, to Louisiana. And in the Pelican State, look out for the northern snakehead fish. It has been confirmed to be in Louisiana. It is an Asian import that first appeared in the country 20 years ago. It eats big time and breeds big time. And it often gobbles up or crowds out local freshwater fish and other wildlife. How do you know if it is this snakehead fish in Louisiana? We've got some some pointers. The snakehead gets its name from the serpentine appearance. <laughs> That's kind of natural. It's got a scaly head with eyes set near the top rather than the sides. It has nodded skin that looks a lot like a boa constrictor or python. It has a long body that typically goes up to three feet in length. And a well-fed snakehead fish will reach five feet. It can breathe air. So you might see one of these snakeheads, if you're in the Louisiana waters, take a gulp of air at water surface or even spot it wandering river or pond banks doing a little slither. Ooh, that's creepy. That is absolutely creepy. If you catch a snakehead in Louisiana, wildlife experts urge you to not toss it back into the water. Instead, you should kill it as soon as possible. I love that. By the way, Maryland's had snakehead fish there for 20 years. And they encourage you to decapitate this snake or snake fish. They, in Maryland, give you a detailed guide of how to dispatch of a snakehead fish if you catch one the precise spot to stab a screwdriver into the snakehead's brain to get rid of it Ooh, these things must be really awful snakehead fish the northern snakehead fish specifically now is in the waters of Louisiana and probably in many other southern states so be very, very cognizant when you're out on the lake or ponds or rivers and for God's sakes, take your screwdriver out and knock it upside the head. And let's get rid of this. Another invader from the north. This time the northern snakehead fish in our waters of the south. Yikes. All right. That will wrap up our headlines of the news of the day on the Y'all Show. Jerry Short's going to slither in here like a northern snakehead fish. He is our Takapola storyteller. And he will be up next with... His report on something that invaded the north from the north the other day, wildfires from Quebec. He has his very expertise advice on that, and that is coming up next. 
Did you know we are a co-op? Hello, folks. This is Gary Deaton at Deaton's Carpet Wine. Yes, we're locally owned and a thousand stores strong nationwide. In 1985, Deaton's united with another independent business just like us to gain buying power and added value to give you a shopping experience that you will just love. As a family business supported by Carpet One membership, we are dedicated to our local community, and yes, we're dedicated to helping others. So ask about our beautiful guarantee. If you don't just love it, we'll replace it. And our healthy living installation that removes mold, mildew, and dust mites. Our lifetime labor warranty on everything that we install. Those three guarantees make your buying experience almost priceless. Beaton's Carpet One. Yes, we're a co-op. North America's largest flooring buying co-op. So come by Deaton's Carpet One. We'd love to serve you. We're located on the 45 Bypass right here in good old Jackson, Tennessee. Hey, this is John from Super Talk 93.1. We appreciate y'all for tuning in the Y'all Show here on Super Talk 93.1. And we have so many great other programs throughout the day from the Patriot Pastor J.P. Stovall, which is coming up in about 30 minutes here on Super Talk. And always a great show there. And then we have we have um, Todd Starnes and his lunchtime show that airs from 11 to 2 out of Memphis. That airs right here on Super Talk the West Tennessee Conservative Voice is WTJS-FM. And then Frankie Lax will be on from 4 to 6 with his afternoon drive show with so many great guests that he has. And then we have Sean Hannity sandwiched on both sides of the Frankie Lax show. Sean Hannity airs from 1 to 3, no, rather 2 to 4, 2 to 4, and then from 6 to 7 is where you can hear Sean Hannity that and Jesse Kelly in the evening hours and more. All that right here on West Tennessee's Conservative Voice, Super Talk 93.1. And we are reaching out to you to let you know that we would love for you to consider being, if you're a business owner, one of our sponsors of Super Talk 93.1. We are a for-profit radio station that is delivering an important message across this portion of Tennessee. And we need your help to spread the word. We need sponsors for various things from our normal sponsorships to we could have someone help sponsor our weather we're proud to have see me tree service to be a text line sponsor here on the show and if you would love to sit down with yours truly or any of our our other representatives here with the west tennessee media group we can make that happen so i'll ask if you don't already have a representative hey i'll be happy to talk to you and fill you in on more details of how you can have your business promoted big time or as trump would say bigly on super talk 93.1 you can just reach out to me you can call or text me at 731-215-0838 731-215-0838 to be a sponsor to be a presenter of this important conservative voice that west tennessee now enjoys and we cover all of the counties of west tennessee border to border river to river we're doing it in a big way. That's why we're called Super Talk. We have this message with so many great shows coming your way each and every day, and we would love for your business to be part of it. And it's we're, we're cutting deals. We'll make it. We'll customize something special for you. So hit me up. Let's talk. Let's see if we can't figure something out. Love to talk to you. Love to meet you. 731-215-0838. 731-215-0838 is how you can reach us here and let's see if we can't get you on board as a very important partner in our mission to present conservative talk to West Tennessee. 
Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one-stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus, 1082 Highway 45 Bypass. Find them on Facebook, open six days a week. You gotta love technology. In the future, when you have an accident, your car will be programmed to let you know which shops are certified to make your repairs to pre-accident condition. Collision Specialist is always trying to stay ahead of the curve. We're already certified with Nissan, Infiniti, Hyundai, Chrysler, and adding more all the time. Call 668-9263 or visit us at 96 Fairway Boulevard. Certified repairs from Collision Specialist. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it Southern. Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. He's also, in addition to being the Y'all Show Takapola storyteller, Jerry, you are our staff forester. And as a result of all these fires in Canada the the last couple of days or so with smoke kind of wafting through portions of the eastern part of the country, especially in certain portions of the south, I said, you know what, I need to get that old Takapola storyteller slash forester on here and find out what in the world is going on in Canada that we got all this smoke in certain portions of the South. So, Jerry, help us out. What's going on? Well, you know, I have burned a lot of control burns and stuff when I worked for International Paper Company. And uh, I had a crew that we, uh, you know, we had one area we called Happy Holler and we burned it maybe every two or three years to keep the uh, uh, growth that was under the forest down. And you'd be surprised and I know what's happening in Canada. And, you know, a lot of that is self-induced. They like to use that terminology, I think. It's, it's because they haven't burned under under their natural forest in so long. They just let it grow. And there's so many things under that forest that people don't even consider or ever think about. I mean, you know, even taking taking burning a forest land and all, you know, there's there's... Uh, undesirable species there that uh, use water that you don't need. They're using up water that's keeping the timber and the trees 
and the desirable trees from growing good, but it's also messing with habitats for animals. It's messing with human streams because they're soaking it all up. There's undesirable trees doing the same thing. They're, you know, they got a root system that's taking in a lot of water from a rain that uh, could go ahead and run off naturally. Now, Jerry, but, let me stop you. What is an undesirable type tree in the South? Well, in the South, we've got, you know, I'd hate to say so, but they usually do grow around water. would be a cypress. If you've ever seen cypress knees coming up out of a little swamp or a stream or something like that, uh, that, that, that tree uses a lot of water. And it's undesirable? And, uh, well, the, the it's not a big demand, but it's becoming more so now for cypress lumber. But if you notice, it, when they, we also don't have a heck of a lot of cypress lumber. I think it's bringing about a dollar a running foot now. That's not a square foot. That's a running foot on a board. And um, But anyway, uh, it's taking up, it, it takes up more water than, say, a red oak, white oak, or a, any other kind of tree like that would do that you would want uh, for lumber mm-hmm. or a pine or something like that. So you may be, those are the, the desirable trees that you usually grow in a, in a forester, and a forest company grows to, uh, utilized for furniture or for newsprint, paper, boxes, all those products that come from, say, a cottonwood tree, which is a really fast-growing tree. And it can grow in low ground, but uh, at the same time, it don't, it, it don't suck up all that water. It goes up. But there's also vines. You know, you got, you got, you know, you got old, uh, now, let's don't say a grapevine, but you got vines similar to those that are taking in a lot of water and a lot of, and they're taking up a lot of area. You, you don't even think about animals. Animals, if they can't eat on on the ground because all that underbrush and that undergrowth, it grows down there on the ground and it's taking up all that space, okay? But when it takes up all that space, what it's doing it's dang taken away where the animals can't uh, actually utilize the uh, uh, um, what am I trying to think of the uh, any the terminology would be any kind of uh, habitat vegetation that they would need to survive and you know once you, once you get that out of the way some of that vegetation that catches the rainwater might be up uh, head high well you know a deer can get up on his hind legs and and eat that vegetation. But if it's on the ground and it's all matted up and then it dies and then it's dead laying there waiting on this electrical storm from maybe lightning or maybe some crazy fool goes out and sets a forest on fire. You know, I, I don't think in Canada, I think I heard him mention when I was on my radio, I think I heard him mention about 10 million acres so far, some figure like that, that's already burned. Now, that's a heck of a lot of land. Now, Canada has given us trouble with uh, our wood products industry for a long time. They let their loggers cut uh, off of their national forest and stuff. They let them cut it off, and they sell it to them for about $10 a thousand board feet. Where in the United States, at the same time, I remember back in the 80s and 90s, we were paying 500 a thousand board feet standing timber. So Canada was killing us, like in the Chicago area. You know, from this, from the central part of the south, we shipped a lot of lumber up there. But they, you know, they were just cutting it down. And then once they cut it, 
it needs to be burned in for site prep. The site prep is getting it ready to replant, and that gets the undesirable species out of the way also when you're burning, because there's going to be some undesirable species that you're not going to want. Say you're wanting to plant a spruce pine, or you're wanting to plant a loblolly pine, or you're wanting to plant a dang uh, longleaf pine, uh, and you can't do it because the ground is covered, and you skip around, and then you'll have those undesirables, and it'll come up. And another thing a forest fire will do underneath the oh, Hold on just a second. We're blowing people away with all this knowledge here on today's right. Y'all Show. We're talking with well, our Takapola tree guy, and that would be Jerry Short, if you're just tuning in. And we're discussing the Canadian wildfires that have been going on now for about a week. And Jerry is a longtime forester. He knows a thing or two about trees, and he knows a thing about storytelling, too. Today, he's helping us out. He's help, He's educating us, so pay close attention. Now, thanks to trees, we've got number two pencils. Go out and get your pencil out right now and keep taking notes. Jerry, back to you. Okay, well, if you got a number two pencil, it uh, takes about eight countries to make that one pencil. But uh, I won't get into that today. But, uh, you know, the lead's got to come from Africa. And, Is that right? And I the paint's got to come from... Yeah, it does. You know, we don't have that particular lead like the number two or number three. <laughs> so uh, we can do the wood here. Uh, what and kind you of got wood the rubber cover, right? Well, it can be any kind of wood. A lot of softwoods are good for that. But uh, you can, I got a friend that uses a lathe, and he made me one of the prettiest pins I've ever had. Uh, he put it on his lathe, and uh, he, he used a walnut, which was really a beautiful, beautiful pen. And he's used red oak and white oak. I mean, use any any species you want to use. But for a pencil, they're normally going to be probably a softer wood, maybe maybe a gum, or maybe you know, or or maybe a poplar. Poplar is pretty good for a pencil uh, wood pen. But uh, let's get back to this fire bit. Yeah, I'm sorry, got distracted. Uh, that's okay. I got just thinking about how it takes about eight countries to make a pencil. Something you never think about. <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh, you know, when you're burning underneath that stuff, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons. And you know, the the government at one time out in California, we were worse than, a lot worse than Canada was. And you know all the wildfires that spread through California mm-hmm. and up Oregon and Washington. And I've worked at, uh, at Coos Bay and places like that when I worked for International Paper Company. I would go out there and... Uh, and advise or get advice and a little of both and uh, they they started trying to get into wildfire but occasionally uh, when they'd have a wildfire they'd want to control it and have a control burn to stop it but then the government stopped them from doing that because they said you know it could get out of control cause them with danger but when you weigh the pros and the cons out of it the danger that it causes uh that doesn't outweigh the, uh, the positives that it gives you because it can give you, it even gives you more animal habitat. Animals can, uh, we talked about that a little bit while ago, but uh, a lot of animals are moved out by these uh, natural fires like they're having in Canada. They're moved out of their natural habitat. So they're moved on to other places where they may not have enough food to graze and eat on. So if, you, if you're burning it out and letting it come up, it's, you know, People don't realize, but it's that cone out of a pine cone where you have your seeds in it. You get a good fire, and you do that uh, hazard reduction burn, 
in cool weather before it gets warm. It'll it'll open those uh, pine cones up, and it'll spread those seeds out, and then it spreads them out pretty uniform, and those seeds will grow into the desirable timber that you're wanting for that timber stand. You know, and I speak a little bit more from the uh, industry side because, you know, that was our main objective. But at the same time, we were also cleaning the forest out underneath to keep all this from happening. Now, I know it pollutes the air. And, You're you talking know, about control burns? Control burns. There's no way. There's no way you can keep it from polluting the air. Because, but it's more of a temporary pollution, you know? And it's also, it's got, you know, it's got some negatives like, uh, like along a road, if you get smoke on a road, it can cause a wreck. It's also the homes and buildings, you know, any kind of uh, resources and property, it can be bad. So how do you keep a control burn controlled? Well, what you try to, you got to, you got to plan it. When you make a burn, you make a prescribed burn or a control burn, call it either way you want to. And, you know, which is a... uh, Make sure that you've got a uh, equipment available. You just don't run in there like we did in the 70s. You know, we took a drip torch, which would be mixed with uh, 75% diesel and 25% gasoline to help ignite it a little bit. And then we'd have to hand walk with that drip torch and call it a fire torch, obviously. And we'd have to walk the property lines, and then we would do it on the natural side that we wanted burned. But if you don't do it that way, and you're just out there and it gets out of control, and it gets, it can get out of control and cause a lot of damage. I know uh, in California on Interstate 5, they had one that got out of control one time and killed probably 12 or 14 people and um, injured quite a few. And they shut down hazard reduction control burning, uh, you know, over an incident. You know, that, you know, that's one problem that I find. You know, I'm certainly... Uh, sorry that anybody would have ever lost their life over something like that because we had one not far from where I am at the uh, Corps of Engineers were burning and they let smoke get on a two-lane highway and they had a 10-car pile up and a friend of mine uh, broke his back in the wreck and uh, and he, he was never really the same. But, um, you know, those things can happen if you don't control it and don't know what you're doing and don't have people that know what they're doing. You know, you've got to have people that know what they're doing, that are trained in what they're doing, and and, and are there on the job and make sure it's done. And you got to have somebody walking around. Later on, we got helicopters that we burn from. And we've, we've developed that drip torch into a 55-gallon drum and put a, a wick on it and then put a drip torch off of it and flew it with helicopters, and we flew the property line. Now, that one place down there probably burned 20,000 acres. That sounds like a heck of a lot, and it is. But, you know, we would put lines in between it with dozers. We would go ahead and put a fire lane in between maybe 100 acres, 120 acres, 160 acres, sometimes 40 acres, depending on what it was close to. That way, that would stop your fire if it got out of control a little bit. If it was too much hazard reduction that you needed to take out from underneath the uh, forest floor, and that happened quite often, so we would we would always have enough preventive uh, areas that would prevent it from spreading on further. Now, yours truly, 
was in charge of a fire uh, prescribed burn one time in that happy holler. And that yours and truly would be our Takapola storyteller, unfortunately, Jerry unfortunately, Short, here on the Y'all Show. Unfortunately, uh, and uh, we had about uh, 600 acres along a pretty steep ingrade. And I, I looked at it, and the wind was coming out of the uh, other direction. And I said, uh, uh, okay, guess where we want it now? It's not blowing towards where we're going to burn. Light it. And we let it, and the wind changed. And then it got out of hand. I probably burned up because of my call on that. Probably burned up three or four hundred acres of timber. Mm. But those things happen, and the companies realize that they happen. But if you've got a good plan and the wind don't change on it, you know, just to add a little funny part to this, it's not that funny, but uh, a good friend of mine coached baseball at the school where my kids go. And, uh, we had built a, uh, hadn't been long, we built a wood uh, fence around the outfield. And that thing had sat there all winter, and, and all the grass in the outfield had gotten pretty hot, pretty high. <clears throat> so we're out there, and I'm telling him what an expert I am. I'm telling the coach, and it's just me and him. And uh, I went and got my drip torch, and the wind was blowing away from the fence. Well, I lit it. Um, uh, back at the other end where it would be blown away and the wind changed and it turned and it burned the fence from uh, left field, right field, center field a wood fence was burned completely down at that school <laughs> and, uh, tell so, me they got a metal fence there now no, what I did, I luckily I knew most of the people who, you know, one of the guys had a, a huge sawmill and I went down and I asked him, Mr. Hankins, uh, is there any way, and his kids went to that school, and I said, is there any way that uh, you could donate enough uh, lumber that we could build this fence back? And he did. So uh, we built that fence back, me and that coach, by ourselves. It took almost a baseball season. <laughs> we got it built back, and then I took some timber marking paint to paint it the colors of the school colors. And so it looked good, but uh, it didn't look the fire truck had to come. Hmm. Somebody saw it on fire. So, you know, it was one of those embarrassing moments, but those things can happen with fires. Yes, they And do. what's happening in Canada, let's not even talk about that anymore, but what's happening in Canada, they've done that same thing that they were doing in California that I was telling you about when I went out there. And, you know, that's one reason they have in California as I go, I keep flipping back and forth because I keep thinking of things that have happened in other places. But, you know, they got field mice that run all over those uh, bluffs and hills north of Hollywood and north of uh, Los Angeles and uh, back up, uh, uh, back going back east towards out of uh, San Bernardino, yeah. back north up from there. They've got those, they, they, they kind of become an endangered species, those field mice of all things. So they've made them stop control burning out there. But then if you've seen some of the fires they have out there, what they'll have, they stop control burning. Then you get lightning will come in when it gets dry. It does. It's seasonal out there. Never. It's always the same. You know, if you study history, it's doomed to repeat itself. Well, they evidently don't do that in California very much. But uh, anyway, lightning is cause a fire. 
And then you've seen those mansions that burn and that fire spreads all through those high mountains around uh, Malibu as you go back up in there. And, uh, and I've seen tremendous damage that could have been easily avoided if they hadn't stopped control burning. Uh, unless it would have been an accident and some got loose like on my baseball fence. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, we need to wrap up with you, our Takapola storyteller. Wait a minute, I got lots more. I know you do, but we don't have enough time. I do want to ask as we wrap up with you on our our fire talk with you, uh, comparing the south to California and to Canada, how are we doing in terms of the the scare that a out-of-control wildfire can bring to this part of the country? Well, we're doing a lot better because, obviously, we get more moisture down here. And uh, we don't have these really dry, dry, dry seasons that they have. So, uh, I, you know, we're we're in better, a lot better shape. You know, we're not going to have that. If you get to, if you go ahead, we go ahead and reduce this stuff, but we don't have to do it. But ever, maybe five years would be adequate. Uh, out there, they need to do it every two or three years and keep it down because, you know, what they have those wet seasons. You've seen those houses just flush off, and. Uh, it rains a lot, and it'll, it'll cause that growth to come back pretty fast. So, and it ignites, and it'll grow hazard reduction. Forest management will save that. And, you know, you're burning off your backfire uh, suppressions and all that will save that kind of stuff. But they won't do it. But down here, um, you know, it's it, the same things in the prairies. You have a lot of prairie fires. And they really do. They spread uh, just, like, just like anywhere else. But uh, as long as you clean out all that, uh, vegetation that's underneath and the rotten uh, wood that's probably fell and died and still laying on the ground and you get that out of the way it's it, nothing but good can happen out of it unless it's something that uh, you cause like uh, my baseball fan yep. ladies and gentlemen the torch has been passed but for God's <laughs> sakes keep that fire torch away from our Takapola storyteller Jerry Short Thank you for the great knowledge on control burns, prescription burns, and more. And with Canada in mind, and we've seen what's happened out west with wildfires, we hope that doesn't happen to this part of the world. Jerry, thank you very much for your knowledge, and we look forward to catching up with you again next week here on the Y'all Show. Thank you, John. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Jerry Short, everybody. We'll have more of this show, the Tuesday edition of Y'all, coming right up. Stay tuned big spring sale. Spring sale is happening now. Spring into summer in your new car, truck, or SUV from Golden Circle Auto Group. You'll absolutely love the deals you'll find at Golden Circle Auto Group. Home of the free 20-year, 200,000 mile warranty. Shop completely online or visit one of our four convenient locations with over 700 new and pre-owned vehicles. Available and free delivery within 200 miles. Rates as low as 0% on new Ford F-150s or ask about our special demo price to save thousands on select new vehicles. You pay what we pay when you pre-order select Ford, Lincoln, or Chevrolets and get invoice pricing. Get the most for your vehicle by bringing it in for a free appraisal and get the money you deserve fast. Visit our award-winning service department weekdays or Saturdays to get your vehicle ready to roll. Save time, save money, trust your local neighbors at Golden Circle Auto Group. That's the Golden Circle difference. Golden Circle Auto Group, Jackson, Lexington, Bolivar, and Iuga. Online at goldencircle.com. 
Everybody loves a winner. Love It's Western Auto wants to make your dad a winner this Father's Day. Now through June 16th, register to win a Husqvarna chainsaw, weed eater, or backpack blower. While you're there, check out some of the deals, like a 54-inch mower for $3,299. Get 1.99% interest on all mowers, $200 off Bruce's lawnmower bundles. Those are just some of the deals. Be sure to register to win one of the great Husqvarna lawn tools. Everybody loves a winner, and you're going to love Love It's Western Auto, 1475 South Highland in Jackson. For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. All right, we're almost done with this Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show, but a quick look at some Southern sports news before we say goodbye. And we've got the field set now for the 2023 College World Series of College Baseball. As Monday, you had the Stanford Cardinal eliminating the Texas Longhorns. Stanford advances to Omaha. And then the Tennessee Vols roared back. They lost their first game to Southern Miss, but they came back and won games two and three. The Tennessee Vols back in Omaha for the College World Series. So here is your bracket on Friday. Your first game is going to feature TCU and Oral Roberts. Game two, which is prime time on ESPN Friday, the Florida Gators and the Virginia Cavaliers. On Saturday, game three of the World Series begins. It's the ACC's Wake Forest Demon Deacons taking on that Stanford Cardinal team. And then in your nightcap Saturday evening on ESPN, it's all SEC, the LSU Bayou Bengals and the Tennessee Diamond Vols for the College World Series of 2023. In the NBA on Monday, the Denver Nuggets prevailed 94-89 over the Miami Heat, and the Nuggets win their first NBA title with a 4-1 series win over Miami. Congratulations to Denver. On the ice, the Stanley Cup's finals continue on. Vegas enjoys a 3-1 lead over the Florida Panthers, and the latest game in that game five will be on this this Tuesday evening. And that will wrap up our Southern Sports for the Hour here on the Y'all Show. We'll wrap up this Y'all Show in its entirety right after this quick break here on Talk with a Southern Accent. And so many broken. West Tennessee Farmers Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Fed Street. Nice venom to me. Plenty of fresh veggies to eat On Market Street Downtown Jackson, Tennessee They got cabbage, broccoli, peas and greens Prettiest fruit you've ever seen They got corn, potatoes, both big and small Just so many things I can't name them On Market Street Downtown Jackson, Tennessee On Market Street, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmers Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. 
At Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. Dover Auto Repair at 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt is service you can count on. Dover Auto Repair offers complete auto care from oil changes to comprehensive engine and transmission service. Dover Auto Repair's goal is to offer reliable, professional service at affordable prices to get you back on the road fast. And if you need tow service, call 784-9900. That's 784-9900 for Dover Auto Repair. 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt. All right. Well, thank you all for being a part of the Tuesday Y'all Show. You can get this podcast anytime, free of charge, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or the TuneIn app. And also we're available on Apple Podcasts. Y'all.com is the website. Y'all.com presents this show. Y'all is the South's homepage. John Rawl signing off. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you back here Wednesday for more Talk About the South. <laughs>